When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Joey Casada. You're listening to Tom and Zeus on Shout It Out Loudcast. If you want to hear two idiots with Boston accents talk about Kiss, you've definitely come to the right place. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to the Shout It Out Loudcast. Don't turn your radio dial. You're in the right place because it's time for another bonus episode. Episode 11. We're calling this one Get Some Aspirin, Motrin, Xanax, maybe all three because we are reviewing the reviews that we already reviewed with a bunch of numbers. Tommy and Zeus, how are you? Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, oh, yeah. You got to love the number crunching here. Pe- pe- <laughs> people love it. The people love it. Right, Zeus? The crowd seems to love it. The crowd seems to love this. Um, I'm just excited because we have Sonny on twice in a week. I know. My God. And you know what? You know why? You know why else I'm excited? Because I'm sitting in my brand new chair. And do you know why I had to get a new chair? Because you broke the last one? No. Close. You have a wonderful ass. No. Yeah, because you have a wonderful little muffin ass. Because she says I have a wonderful muffin ass. It's that too. It's because my old chair couldn't handle me sitting in it for six fucking hours when the three of us record. So I had to upgrade to something way more comfortable. If I'm like, I'm, I needed something like an airplane cockpit because I'm like, when I sit down with Zeus and Sonny, it's going to be three, four hours. I, I, this, this Dollar General office chair ain't going to work anymore. <laughs> I had an upgrade, so I'm nice and comfy now, so I don't care how long we go today. Oh, oh boy. Nice. <laughs> oh, well, that being said, gentlemen, nice to see you guys. It's a number crunching episode, which will try to make it as little boring as possible. I don't know if that was proper English, but <laughs> fuck it. It's early on Sunday morning, but as usual, we go back to our previous episode, and as we discussed, I think we got more feedback on Jar of Flies than any fucking episode we've ever got. As we then corrected ourselves, as we told Sonny this, uh, we didn't say it was positive. <laughs> we just said it was feedback. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So 
Uh, Sonny, want to kind of lead us off? What what kind of stuff did we get on um, on uh, Facebook? I'm doing Twitter, but that's okay. Oh, you know we're live, right? <laughs> Why don't you tell us how we did on um, MySpace? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the MySpace comments today. Uh, I love it louder. Said great album, awesome voices from L- uh, Lane and Jerry. Uh, Save rock and metal. Said you picked the wrong host from Grown Up Rock for this specific review. I didn't read. I didn't pre-read any of these. Stephen is more open to albums of a different genre. Puni is sometimes stuck in 1987. I do have to. <laughs> I do have to agree though that Rotten Apple sucks. Thanks. Oh, Save rock and metal. In 87 was a great year. That was the year I turned 17. Oh, boy. Uh, the Hook Rock said both are friends of the show. Oh, well, yeah. Thanks. Well, listen, uh, before you move on, can we stop for a second here? Yeah. Any comments? Uh, no one. We're just going to leave that someone wrote, Pooney is stuck in 1987. We're just going to leave that there? We're not going to jump all over that, Tom? Oh, I, I, It's too easy. It's, it's low-hanging fruit. Everybody knows that. I, I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, we could pile on, but, you know, we, we know that. But, you know, it's not that he's stuck in 1987. It's that he takes 1987 afterwards, blocks that time until about 2010. And then he likes all this new fucking shit. <laughs> Everything in the middle is gone. See, I'm, qu- I'm 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 hesitant to jump on anybody being stuck at a certain age, you know, date range, because people will, are going to accuse me and you of that. We're like, oh, Allison right. Change sucks. Grunge sucks. Yep. You guys yeah, are I stuck stopped in the- about 95, 96. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Exactly. <laughs> like, your, like your newest album is like a remaster of like, you know, Waylon Jennings. Like, so I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, Tom. I don't have fucking Power Wolf. <laughs> pirate metal <laughs> pirate metal whatever steve uh, steve from potter than hell recommends these days what the curse of the coconut monster or whatever the hell that thing what, was what is that album again <laughs> i have no idea the is curse, that storm like, the curse oh yeah that's a yeah that's ale that's ale storm which on its face is a horrific name for a band considering there's a popular band called Hailstorm with an h but anyways keep going sonny all right so ranch hand joey said i'm not a big aic or grunge fan and other than no excuses i wasn't familiar with any of the tunes not really my thing but i can appreciate the passion you have uh, for it can't wait till the next one gotta go with hollywood's take yeah ranch hand there you go uh you know who ranch hand is no no yeah ranch hand is donna chang is sexy they changed oh i see that Oh, they changed so your why name? Why did you change your name, Sonny? Uh, yeah, right. Yes. And fucking Joey? Yeah, Sonny, why did you change your burner account? I, I, I got a feeling this might be Casada. I think you're oh. going up the wrong oh. Oh, Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Joey Casada? Is that why we get all these? Oh, when are you guys going to have Joey Casada back? There you go. See? <laughs> talk See? about his book. It's all a conspiracy right there. Oh, my God. Uh, Murph said, I have a sudden urge to play NBA Jam on Sega. I love it. Yes. Yeah, he's on fire. Uh, Mark ain't John. It's hard to believe that these guys graduated <laughs> or maybe they didn't. I guess technically we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Sorry to say, but jar of fries is overrated. Great episode. Terrible album. There you go. Uh, Tom does said, I've just tuned my wireless into the show. Looking forward to this one. Okay. okay. Uh, Wesley beach. Never been a fan of, uh, Allison chains. But did see them open for Kiss at the Tiger Stadium re- reunion show, and Lane Staley was entertaining. 
Nice. Allison Chains only end up doing like three shows with them, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And which is a weird, co- which is a weird combo, but yeah. that, you know, good for the audience. And then Steve uh, said, not my thing. Just wanted to put every song equal seventh. I don't know what that means. Going back to uh, listen to Carrie. <laughs> uh, he had oh, no boy. excuses first and rotten apple last. And then Steve sent some uh, album rankings. He had slided in first and super unknown last. Uh, oh, there you go. Big fan of the of the grunge era, are you there, Steve? <laughs> I know. Huh? Oh, yeah, Steve God. stuck in nineteen eighty seven too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, well, if you're gonna go grunge, you would say it, it, that Sonny's stuck up until about ninety one. Yeah, right? I would say that's it, act. Yeah, I would yeah, say I'm stuck about ninety one, and then I flipped to about two thousand nine. Like from yeah. 90, 2009, I basically didn't listen to anything except yeah. for top 40. Like I love the boy bands in sync factory boys. Love all that shit. I just right. got away from the metal. And you okay. want to make fun of me for liking country music. There's nothing wrong with the boy. Band. Into in sync and all that shit. Bye. 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 There's oh nothing wrong. With that. Okay. Turn off that. <laughs> that, that is an image. I don't want to see. I don't make fun of anybody. Cause I love Britney Spears and I've seen her in concert. So I don't make fun of it. Whatever you like, you like go with it. Love is love. Isn't that what they say out there? Love is love. Go with it. Listen, you like Britney Spears. Yeah. And if Britney Spears looked like the fat chick from Wilson Phillips, you would not be liking Britney Spears. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> That's right? correct. That's correct. Because when I listen to her music, I picture what she looks like singing it. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, she oh, no, I, I agree with that. I agree. If, if she looked like Fat Ann Wilson, I would not be listening to it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's at the show going, wait a second. There's no mute here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, yeah, I wasn't listening to I had earplugs and I was just like, oh, oh, yeah. If Britney Spears is doing, oops, I did it again. Walking down a California fucking beach in a long overcoat to, to overshadow her girth. I don't think you'd be like, yeah, I'm buying this CD. Probably not. That's correct. I admit that. I'm not lying. He ain't lying. He ain't lying. <laughs> all right. That was all of Twitter. Thank okay. you. Uh, Pod chaser. Aces high seven, seven, nine. Carrie Stevens to Hollywood. What a letdown. <laughs> See, on. you guys jacked me on that. I, I said it on the episode. You guys jacked me on that. Well, we're, we're making up for it now by having you back to back. Shout it out loudcast and shout out loudcast bonus. Back to back, baby. But I want to make it known that they talked to Carrie last night and she wouldn't come on. That's why I'm on this thing. That is true. That's also <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, in my dreams. Um, here we go. We're going to, um, Facebook because I think Sonny just did Twitter, right? (laughs) Right, right, right. All right. Uh, Daniel peoples. First of all, without you saying it, I'm not sure they would have realized these bonus episodes were once a month. Ah, a boy. They're always nice surprises. I'm not sure I ever realized Cantrell sang as much as he did with Lane in the band, at least after facelift anyway. It's not my preferred AIC. Lane Stanley has one of the best, coolest voices in rock, but the dual vocals on Don't Follow is perfection. Their joined vocals elsewhere are cool as well. Cantrell on his own just doesn't do it for me, at least on his solo stuff. It's a phenomenal EP, but starts off with the most depressing one-two punch I can think of. (laughs) True. But but once that's out of the way, woo. Woo. There is some high-level stuff, mainly the four songs include, excluding the instrumental. Come on, we're getting an EP, and you throw that out there? Yeah, but seven songs to me. 
is more than you would expect on an EP. So I don't, you know, that's just yeah. me. Yeah, EPs so usually like maybe four or five, but seven yeah. songs. Yeah, you take it. And they're all full-length songs, so. I don't know how many other EPs I have other than 100 Miles in Running. Oh, there you go. NWA. Bonus episode, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's better than Waylon Jennings. <laughs> oh, ooh, come on. I like Waylon Jennings, too. I like that outlaw country shit. Just a good old boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> uh, get out of here with. I never could understand why Don't Follow was wasn't huge was it too ballady for alternative radio no excuses and i stay we're all over local radio i don't even remember hearing don't follow i always compare to gnr's patience the slow build to when it kicks in i don't think i'm ever ready to sing along to the part that i am in the second half of don't follow i'm glad talked about the vinyl including sap now i'll definitely seek that out he has rankings don't follow number one Rotten Apple number two uh, on the bottom. Great one. Okay. Thanks, Daniel. That was awesome. And then he nice. later on sent a photo and he said, true to my word. And he got it, Tom. Nice. Awesome. Enjoy. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great. And you're getting, like you said, you're getting two albums because speaking of Alice in Chains uh, sap, they're actually re-releasing that individ- on, on its own for uh, record store day coming up. But if you already own jar flies and you already own sap, yeah, uh, go listen to Right Turn, my favorite probably track of theirs of all time. It's on SAP. Yep. Brother, awesome. get, you know, there's so many great songs there. Uh, mm-hmm. Kevin Jepson, amazing album. I understand the emotional bond you guys have to this. I'm the same way. It's a mm-hmm. cold winter, dreary record for me, but I can listen anytime. Here's my list. He had Swing on This, a seven, Nutshell, number one. All great songs to pick wow. up the acoustic and play. I can't tell you how much like like Alice in Chains uh fan pages and stuff like that. How many people love Nutshell over That's all. I love it. It's depressing I, as I shit, like but it. I love it. Yeah. I, I just I, I can't believe how much of a, a you know how much love it has. Yeah. Uh Mark Man. Arnold. I'm not a big AIC or grunge fan, other than no excuses. I wasn't familiar with any of the tunes. You guys hyped it up, so I gave it a listen. Not really my thing. <laughs> But I can appreciate the passion you guys can have for it. Can't wait till the next one. Adam Nickmeyer. Even though the subject is grunge trash, it's still a good lawn mowing cast. Uh, And he's got a picture of him on his fucking riding lawnmower cutting his grass. (laughs) Thanks, Adam. Uh, That's awesome. Graham Richley. Love your passion. In fact, you guys might almost be too close to this album to review it. Impossible. I've never heard it before. And after that, I never want to hear it again. (laughs) But agree wholeheartedly that it depends on how old you are and what you were doing at the time. Makes you wonder how many people of us like us agree on so many other albums. I enjoy you, Kiss, exposing me to new stuff. Love these bonus episodes. Okay. Uh, Yeah, if that's the first Alice in Chains, let's say you've never heard Alice at all. Yeah, and the first album you put on is Jar of Flies, and you're a melodic rock guy. I not don't a good know no. if you give Alice any other chance. I agree. But, oh yeah, it's not it's not an introductory album. Yeah, no. no, but it's it's you know if you go if you follow the band, you would know what to expect. If you go right. from facelip to sap, yeah, if you dirt, and right. then they go to this, you'd kind of get the, what they're doing. It's kind of like saying to somebody, "Hey, you never heard of Led Zeppelin? Um, listen to Led Zeppelin three. And then all of a sudden right. you're like, you know, you might love it. But then when you listen to all those Zeppelin, you're like, this isn't really the same band. 
Yeah. Or, exactly. you know, it might not be your cup of tea. Um, and then Adam, again, once again, put a, when you need, when you see a new SIO cast, but then you realize they'll be talking about grunge and it's a fucking <laughs> gif of Kanye laughing, then getting all like kind of angry here. I saw, uh, I saw that. Yeah. Sean McNair, Allison chains. Oh, heck yeah. Steve meh, right. Uh, a few decent songs on it. Yeah. Dave I think that's him Zanet, being kind. Yeah. David Zanet masterpiece. Yeah. Spencer Wetmore haunting. And nice. that's what I've got from Facebook. All right. So we got, we got, we got a lot of emails here. You're going to try to fly through some of them. Cause again, the feedback was, was uh, fast and furious and passionate. And, and we love that. So our good friend, Tony Smith brings back the shit sandwich. Zeus, you won't call it a shit sandwich. Okay. I will with a monster turd, olive toothpick on top. My <laughs> overall rating jar flies. I'd rather watch flies. Fuck. Okay. I'm better now. Thank you, Tony, for your honesty, as always. Wow. All uh, right. Craig Keith. Uh, he's got a long email here. I'm going to try to sum it up. He said, like Sonny, I bought this album when it first came out. I like stay. I stay away and no excuses. Didn't really care for the rest. Album had been collecting dust for 20 years. When I found out this was the next review, I immediately put it on and gave it a listen. Holy crap. What a difference two decades makes. This EP is so good. Thanks for the pick, Tom. One last thing, the whining in some of these songs is nothing like Ozzy. Those vocals come from a place of genuine hurt and actual despair, in my opinion. Ozzy Ozzy sounds like some spoiled degenerate in diapers. (laughs) He sucks. (laughs) Wow. Uh, By the way, for people interested, uh, Craig Keith, that's deuce of Twitter fame. What else do we got for emails here? We got uh, Jerry Blackwell. I'm sorry, guys, but this album is just not good. (laughs) I like how he starts off with an apology. I can't believe that you guys were praising any of the songs. The only one I can stomach is no excuses. Now, I will say you guys are still a great listen, even though the music you were talking about is not my cup of tea. Now, let's get back to Dungeons and Dragons metal. (laughs) No, not happening. Um, And then we got our buddy Murph. Oh, wait, wait, before you get into Murphs, let's save that for last. Okay. I I know Sonny had one he was going to read. Okay. Uh, Teddy Barnes, yuck in all aspects, but I love you guys. (laughs) Doug Middleton, I'm not in love with the album, but I am in love with the conversation you three have during these bonus episodes. Normally, my opinions match more with Sonny, but I can see the points that both Tommy and Zeus make. I normally have to wait to listen to the episodes because I end up laughing out loud and people around me look at me weird. Okay, I like that. And then this is this might be my favorite email. This is Maddie. We just got this one. He goes, oh, no, Jara Flies makes 10. Does this mean we're going to get a 10 album review episode that is going to make everyone's head hurt with numbers we can't see, but have to somehow keep up with? I'd rather listen to dinosaur songs on loop. (laughs) That is the that's the best email. That's the best one. Uh, all right. So before we get to Murph, um, Sonny, I think you have an email and then we'll, we'll save Murph's for last. Yeah. So from Ryan and Paul, uh, Tommy episodes of Alice in Chains, a uh, jar of flies was maybe the best episode you guys have done. And that is saying something. Wow. Uh, being a nineties kid grunge resonates with me more, but also the way you both described the songs and the awesome memories you guys shared were dead on accurate and brought me back to my own memories. 
Like Zeus, it also gave me chills. Lane and Jerry's voices are haunting and hypnotizing. I can put on Alice in Chains and thoroughly enjoy their albums. Great episodes. Will you guys do a Pearl Jam episode? No. Also, happy <laughs> 33rd birthday to my favorite 80s Kiss album, Crazy Nights. Oh, God. Save that. Oh, boy. And uh, Zeus. Not bad. I like Crazy Nights. No, no, I know. I know. No, uh, I know. I know. Zeus, you got one, too, and then we'll save Murph. You know, you're going to leave him to say no for Pearl Jam? I'm, I'm <laughs> I he can't st- he can't st- nobody can stop anything anybody can pick whatever they want as the next bonus episode will prove oh um, fuck yes <laughs> <laughs> nothing is banned nothing is banned so you're we're banned. not playing we're not you're banned <laughs> cds with the red inside these aren't for you <laughs> all right this one is uh from sean dehan Hi, Zeus and Tom. Fantastic episode. Like you guys, Alan Chin Change is a special band to me. I had the good fortune to see them live many times in 88 and 89. Fuck, wow. wow. Early I can never consider them a grunge band. Metal for sure. More appropriate maybe that they're simply just a rock band, period. Their metal sound is still fully burned into my brain. I also worked for them when they came up to Vancouver area in this era as they couldn't afford to bring their own crew up. My last show with them was in Vancouver, just after Facelift came out. You really need to search publisher demos on YouTube. Some compiled all the demos from this ever of uh, from this era. There's also a fair bit of video from this era on YouTube. The best being Pullman, Washington, 89. Wow. Okay. Anyway, I could not agree more. The vocal harmonies are a very integral part of their sound. Fast songs, slow songs, acoustic songs. It doesn't matter. So unique. Absolute killer. Can't agree more. The way Jerry plays acoustic guitar or electric, trying to emulate acoustic sounds is a huge part of many of their songs. Again, very unique. Anyways, great episode. Keep it going, Sean. Nice. That's what I love about this. This The feedback for this particular album. You get emails like Sean's there. And then you get emails where people call it a shit sandwich with an olive on top. So, you know, I don't think any other album review we've done has been that way. So, um, so, all right. So I'm going to read Murph's email. I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit and get to the, as Paul would say, get to the good stuff. (laughs) So he says, while there are albums from this period that overall I may rate higher, there is no album from our college years that I personally connect to more than Jar of Flies. Hearing a song can take you back to a moment, maybe even a feeling, but for an entire album to do both is rare indeed. To the points of Tom and Zeus mentioned, not only does this album take me back to spring of 94, but it brings me back to moments we and our friends were absolutely savoring because one, we could see graduation in the not too distant future. And two, somehow we sort of sensed that we were going to fuck up a good thing with our current living arrangements, which we did. The first year of college, it was sensory overload and everything was new. By the time we hit junior year, we had identified and connected with those that were going to be the key individuals for the duration of our college experience. That peak was spring of 94. And to have an album that not only received continuous play, but was associated with so many specific events and memories makes it all the more special. Thanks for the review, making me want to have a Bud Ice. Oh man! Wow, Bud Ice. That's we used, old school. We right used there. to drink that shit. Really, all that uh, Molson Ice, Bud Ice, all that stuff was at its peak in the nineties, oh, early wow. mid nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Murph, Murph, my friend, that is a uh, that's a great uh, a great email, and that's pretty much why Zeus and I were gushing over the uh, over the album. 
So, um, so those are the emails. And then real quick, I want to read some, a couple of DMS that we we move on though, Tom. Oh yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. One of the things in college back then, Sonny, yeah. Bud ice and things in Molson ice because your dirt broke. You're in college. We realized that they started releasing that 5% alcohol per beer. Mm-hmm. And to us, that's like, oh, more alcohol yep. in, in, you know, the cheaper price. Let's get that. You'll get fucked up more on Molson ice than a case, a 30 pack of, you know, Bud Light, which was the, the, the drink of choice. By the time we were graduating, we were at a, splitting a 30 pack in a bottle of Boone's with a friend. Oh yeah. Two people. And that was like normal. Yep. Normal. Probably three times a week doing that shit. I used to, uh, Molson ice used to be, I used to call Molson ice the blackout beer (laughs) because we would drink, we would drink it the way that you would drink a Bud Light and Bud Light has like maybe 4%. No, less than that. Yeah. Maybe maybe, that's what I'm saying. Maybe. And then Molson ice had five. So you're drinking it at the same rate as a Bud Light, but you're getting yourself like 10% more shit faced faster. And you don't even realize it until you wake up and you're like, what the fuck? What, where, what, wait, where am I? Like there's the blackout beer. Yeah, Sonny. on the West Coast, while that was going on, you didn't see, you know, people were drinking Bud Ice and Molson Ice every once in a while, but uh, the Mexican beers were getting hot here, right? Oh, so like, Corona was on fire. Corona Light had come on. Tecate, which Dos you might not have had. Dos Equis. Yeah, yep. So, so those beers were getting big here because we're closer to Mexico, right? Well, yeah. Yeah, I guess we're technically closer to Mexico. Um, but I found out early that, forget all that, just go for the gallon of charcoal filtered vodka. That's on the bottom shelf. It's just as much as a thirty pack, and get you there way quicker. Oh yeah, but no, but you can't. But but you but you're passed out with like forty minutes into the night. And the, okay, <laughs> okay. And your friends are pissing on you in the corner while you're drunk. <laughs> oh my god! All right, a couple DMs here. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Shane Paisley. Hello. I have to chime in on the podcast showcasing one of my all-time favorite AIC albums, if not one of my favorite albums of all time. I love this for many of the same reasons you guys do. College memories. 
man, every time I hear this album, I snap right back to 1994 and what I was doing. Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. And then he goes, ah, nah, 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 like the song that you guys both hate. And we got Corey Simpson. I just finished Jar of Flies. Another amazing podcast. And Cobra Kai, no words. Fucking hilarious. We love the series as well. And we're all for Johnny. Save it because I haven't finished the series yet. Uh, Billy Thomas, listen to the Jar of Flies today. Your guys' passion for this album blew me away. I was never a grunge alternative music fan. I'm a child of the 80s, but I forgot how many great songs are on this album. Thank you for sharing your memories of it that you love. I have the same feelings of albums that I love to, that take you back to a special time in life. Thank you for being real. Always make me smile. Zeus best laugh ever. Ooh. And that, and no, that is, that is jar flies feedback. Thank you. Everybody. A lot of passion on both ends of the spectrum <clears throat> for that album. So that was great. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yep. Now ready to make your heads explode. So, like we did with our kiss when we got to 10 episodes. Wait, uh, hold 10. on. Before before our heads explode, yeah. you might want to visit a particular website that might make something else explode. Am well, I right? Why don't you go fuck yourself, Tom? Exactly. And that's what go, we and if you're gonna go fuck yourself, Sonny, we actually Sonny, fuck Sonny, we, things up. So Sonny, I'm gonna go get fucked too. Exactly. So we both need to do this then. Sonny, where can we go if we want to get uh, fucked? <laughs> Well, I'm not sure about that, but adamandeve.com have some products. Tommy doesn't know where they all get inserted, but um, they have products that are questionable on where they're to be inserted. And, uh, you know, if you and your special one need something to spice life up a little bit, uh, adamandeve.com with promo code loudcast can get you pretty much anything you want. You can get movies. You can get lube. Uh, I guess you can go fuck yourself if you really want to. They have some nice swing sets in there, too, if you're into that as well. So, Do you know where that gets inserted? I, I do know where that goes. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, yes, I'm familiar with that. I don't have one of those yet, although I do have a place in this room behind me. I could probably set one up, but we'll, we'll see. Maybe maybe I'll, you know, I, I'll start with maybe the six free spicy movies first and then maybe move on to the, uh, you know, the swing set. We'll see. Yes. <laughs> a spicy gift for her, a spicy gift for him, or if you're Vinnie Vincent, they work for you both. Oh boy, here <laughs> we go. Here we go. That's it. Oh. Anyway, promo code loudcast. So let's move on. And today we're at the point where we hit 10 episodes. And when we do 10 episodes, the statistician geeks like us that love this shit come out and put the hats on and we start looking at how we ranked everything and compared them. Uh, Tom's ranking versus Sunday's versus mine, the combined, the cumulative, what we ranked as the best albums, album covers. And then we actually ranked from those 10 albums, 105 songs. Whoa. Yeah. Lots of fun there. Yikes. And we broke it down. I color-coded everything. Try to make it what I call idiot-proof, but some of us still didn't get it. So I've got to work on my idiot-proofing. And we're at the point now that anytime we see a song or we do an album, 
everything is like the, the my favorite part. Tom and, and Sonny, I jump to is like, okay, who's gonna rank this? Who's gonna fuck this up? Yeah, my my money's on Sonny. He's gonna fucking <laughs> put this on the bottom. Yeah, he's definitely putting us. And then what ends up happening is I'm more in line with Sonny than Tom. And it's and it's sometimes I'm on Sonny's team, sometimes I'm on Tom, sometimes I'm the only asshole by himself. Exactly. It it's That's a what, lot of fun. And yep. what makes this show the bonus stuff sometimes even more like than our kids show is that we all have strong opinions and they're very different. We don't know where we're going to go one week. And there's nothing worse than having a show where, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Do you like, do you like the Beatles, Tom? No, actually I don't. I hate them. But the, <laughs> okay. Watch this. Sonny, do you like the Beatles? No, I don't. I think they're yeah, overrated. Same here. So maybe we you are didn't like go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Good night. <laughs> yeah. But you guys get the point. No, I know. Anyway, I know. so we're at the 10, 10 mark, 10 album mark, and uh, we put all this stuff together. Before we start getting into it, anything you want to add first, Sonny? Yeah, as a uh, <laughs> looking at these 105 songs, what jumps out is that when it's shit, we agree. Mm-hmm. What is good? We know agree. <laughs> you know a- agree. No, it's true, and it's 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 kind of similar to when Zeus and I did this for the, uh, the 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 Kiss album, the ten album review. It it you the top and the bottom are pretty 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 agreed upon, but when you get into that middle, that's what it's like how do you have this song 35th? I have that song ranked 98th or whatever. You know what I mean? And I think that's what makes this interesting. So um, now there's going to be a lot to us, a lot to sort out here. This is going to be fun. Absolutely. So let's uh, start breaking this down before we get into albums. Let's start ranking these songs. Okay. And so obviously let's tell everybody, if they don't remember, we reviewed appetite from Dest- appetite for destruction from guns and roses, slide it in from white snake. OU812 from Van Halen, uh, Super Unknown from Soundgarden, Pyromania from Def Leppard, Load from Metallica, Peace of Mind from Iron Maiden, Bon Jovi Debut, Blizzard of Oz from Ozzy, and uh, Jar of Flies from Alice in Chains. So with that, it came out to 105 songs. We um, Do you want to start off positive or negative? Let's start off. Uh, well, let's start off negative. <laughs> let's start. Well, you asked. You asked. Okay. okay. Well, Zeus, your rankings are shit. No, yeah. you didn't mean that. <laughs> oh no, no. We're. I'm talking like the worst twenty songs I'm that we ranked. On this. Go ahead. So it turns out we'll go from eighty-five to one hundred five, right? Okay. Or is yep. it eighty-six to one hundred five? It's. I think it's eighty-six to one hundred five. Yeah, eighty-six. Okay. Yep. So 86 was Jar of Flies Rotten Apple. Then he read goes, the, read these read the can you read the individual rankings on this? Do you want to do that yet or no? Rotten Apple. Tom had this at 29. Then me and Sonny, I had it at 89 and Sonny had it at 100. That is Tom, I'm sad for you. No, that that I I the, this is the kind of stuff that entertains me is that I had it at 29 and you had it at a hundred. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Oh, no, 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 no. We're getting there. Oh, I know we are. Uh, Keep going. Loads, uh, wasting my hate at 87. That was pretty universal cross. Yeah. Uh, Blizzard of Oz. Goodbye to romance. 
peace Zeus, of mind revelations. Zeus, oh, I'm Go sorry, ahead, Tom. No, I was just going to say good matter romance. Zeus is the one that kind of kept that from being even lower. Yeah, I had it 44. <laughs> yeah, you lifted that up. It's my favorite album, so I I, I just put it in the middle of the pack, I felt. Yep. Uh, Peace of Mind, Revelations at 89. 90 was uh, Super Unknown's Mailmen. We were almost dead even on that one. Is yep. 81, 81, 76. Surprising, yeah. Yeah. And another surprising one, because when I think about it, I don't know why I have it so low. 91 was Peace of Mind's Where Eagles Dare. People are not going to be happy with us that we have this that low. And that I is it at 70. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised. I thought this would be another song where Sonny would kind of lift it up. I, I I figured, I mean, I had it at 92. Zeus had it at 80, but yeah, it's tough because, you know, okay, it's a great song, but then you're comparing it against songs from slided in and pyromania and appetite. And it's like, oh, it's a good song, but it doesn't compare with that stuff. We're yeah, going to get to if you. Yeah. Because if you have, Something that is like meaning to you, you're just gonna skip over it. And these are albums that we've picked. Chances are you've picked it, or the three of us picked it. So they're songs from albums that we all like. Yep. So then <laughs> at 92, <laughs> Source of Infection. I love this song from Van Halen, OU812. Tom has it at 42. Yes, I love this song. I had it in 97 and Sunny at 105. So here's my comment on that. I got two comments for you. One, a fat guy tells you a dessert tastes good, you might want to believe him. Two, a Sammy Hagar fan tells you a song is shit, the song is shit. And what happens when a Sammy Hagar and Van Halen fan tells you the song is good? You don't believe that person? No. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) 93 <laughs> Super Unknown's Fresh Tendrils. Tommy had it at 52. It's Me one of my Sonny, favorite songs I off had, the album. I had it 98. Tom, uh, Sonny, 95. Um, loads, Ronnie, 87, 86, 72. That was at 94. At 95, Swing on This by Allison Chains. Uh, 96 Super Unknown's Kickstand. Then you got two Metallicas in a row, 97, 98. Poor Twisted Me and Mama Said. And then the instrumental, which is kind of easy, like 99D on Blizzard of Oz. Then 100, Super Unknown's Head Down. Um, Loads at 101, The House That Jack Build, 94, 94, 98. That's pretty good. Yep. And then we're going for <laughs> Dungeons and Dog and Dragons uh, duplicate here. 102, Quest for Fire at <laughs> 104, 101, 85. Then at 103, To Tame a Land at 101, 103, 88. And then 104, <clears throat> a, a Political Blues. Look at this ranking. Tommy had it at 103 out of 105. I had it at 104. And uh, Sonny had it at 104. Yep. And that is still not the worst ranked song. Still not the worst one. <laughs> at 105, I don't know what the fuck half is on Soundgarden and Super Unknown. Uh, with the combined average of 104, I had it dead last. Tommy had it dead last. Sonny had it 102. 
which leads me to go. These are songs that ta- that Sonny thinks are worse than half. I'm glad you're doing this, Zeus, because I was just going to jump in and say, please expose Sonny for three of the songs he thinks are worse than half. No problem. Number one, the <laughs> biggest discrepancy in this whole fucking thing. He put my favorite song on my favorite album. Unbelievable. Revelation Mother Earth. Yep. Which is my favorite guitar solo at 103. Are you Th- fucking kidding me? That is fantastic. No. Zeus has that at number seven, seven. and That's Sonny has it at 103. <laughs> that is a 96 point difference. <laughs> there is nothing that's going to be worse than that. How can you just explain that? The song sucks. The, the last minute though? of the song is good. The rest okay. of it is complete shit. It, okay. And, and half is is better than that? And it's half the length. Oh, okay. So you're penalizing it because you don't like it and it's long. For wasting my time. But even the guitar, but, but, but the guitar, my time. but the guitar solo, that doesn't even salvage any of it for you. That actually makes me more mad because you wasted my time when you could have just put this one minute long and just done the guitar solo. Oh, I get even more mad. You are okay. a miserable fuck. That's, <laughs> like, that's like the Cowboys losing. And then at the end, Dak throwing a touchdown to jack up my bet because now they didn't cover. Okay. Okay. That pisses you off more than them losing a hundred to nothing. I'd rather have them a hundred to nothing and I lo- win my bet. Then well, you're not the winning any 96 and they scored a touchdown at the end and I lose. I can't wait until we get to the next, the, we'll, we'll, when we get to the next biggest discrepancy. And that okay. involves, then we got, wait, wait, let's finish the last two. Oh yeah. Eight, a, eight political blues. All right. I can get that a little, <clears throat> that that's almost as bad as half, mm-hmm. but source of infection. I don't like that song. How is that worse than half? Because those same guys wrote when it's love and it pisses me off that they do shit like this when they know better. But see, the way I look at a song like source of infection is the way you look at like, I, I I'm, I'm trying to think like, I'm okay. I mean, it's Van Halen. It's Sammy Hagar. I mean, it's, it's a, it's an upbeat. It's not, I'm, I'm not going to tell you it's a great song. I have it at 42. Cause I like the pace of it. I like the music lyrically, sunny, uh, sunny, Sammy, um, the ly- lyrically, it's it's silly. Uh, musically, I think it kicks ass. But for it to be the worst song out of 105, oof, that's a tough one. But, you know, that's your opinion. I get it. So if we go 86 <clears throat> down, the only thing that kind of sticks out, I'm looking at, you know, we obviously know Sonny's stuff. I'm looking at Tommy's. The only thing that kind of sticks out for me is he's got three of the Bon Jovi songs in there, which my, and this is going to be a running theme with me giving Tommy shit for this. There's nothing bad about Bon Jovi stuff that you might not like them, but they're not that bad. Like, Oh, this is a terrible song. And and I I see it. Okay. And I will respond to that the way that Sonny responded a few minutes ago about something. They're not bad songs. It's not a bad album. But you're asking me to rank that album against some of the greatest albums ever made. That's the problem. No, but those songs, there's some shit songs that we reviewed from some of our favorite bands too. 
they're not that bad in my opinion. That's all. Right. No, I get, but that's the same thing as, as people, you know, the, the feedback that we just read on jar of flies, people absolutely loathe that album. And I get it. I mean, I'm not just, I mean, I've said this many times before. I'm not a huge Bon Jovi fan to begin with. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I just think some of those songs on, on the self-titled debut are just a little, they're a little, a little corny, a little kind of cheesy. I, I mean, I, I like, I like slippery one. I, I like slippery one. Not even simple, just just not. I mean, I like Slippery When Wet. I like New Jersey. Like those songs, kind of those songs kick ass. I just I just think when you throw them up against Guns and Roses, Metallica, you know, Van Halen, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, it, it's Ozzy. It, it's just for me. That's just for me. I mean, if we had thrown if if Slippery When Wet was on here, there would have been a ton of songs probably in my top twenty five, maybe. But you know, yeah. And I think part of that is it's Bon Jovi's first album, and it's going up, except for GNR. It's going up against a lot of third, yeah. fourth, fifth, sixth refined. They've already refined their sound, basically, yeah. right? Where Bon Good Jovi point, hasn't refined his sound till it gets to Slippery. And that's Good what I meant. And, and that's except what I meant for when I said Appetite, which is like the greatest, yeah, yeah. debut of all time, almost. Yeah, right. And that's what I meant when I said if if Slippery When Wet or New Jersey was in this ranking, especially Slippery When Wet. That's a I love that album. Yeah, and that's coming from somebody that's not a huge Bon Jovi fan, but that that album is undeniable. My last uh, couple impressions about since we're going to the worst. Uh, yeah. Number one is Tom has four um, Metallica songs, and he picked the album in his last twenty. Yep, that, that's a good not, that's a that's a good yeah. observation. That's a good observation. The problem is that album has fourteen songs, and these four probably should not have yeah. been on it. <laughs> Soundgarden. Uh, probably felt the same fate right there's just too many songs on the album yep so it's like you're starting their ranking and it's like at some point it's like come on dude get over it hey which leads me to the next part which is sunny has seven of the songs from soundgarden in his bottom 20 seven yep that (laughs) like i told you before i only like half the album yeah no i i i I, I believe that you know and fucking hate the other half. And that's the problem with uh with with Metallica Load. I love that album. I listen to that album frequently, but when it comes to those songs, you know, I don't I don't I don't hate Ronnie. I don't hate Poor Twisted Me. I actually like yeah. I actually like Mama Said, but again, when you throw it into the mix of these other albums and these other songs, you know, something's got to be at the bottom, you know. Good point, Tom, because I would say from Mama Said down for me, I have Mama Said to Tame a Land, A Political Blues, and Half. Those are the only four that I'm like, oh my god, I yep. can't listen to this. Yep, those are the only four. That's when it gets to the that. Sonny. I think probably can start at number fifty down. He hates. <laughs> um, Tom, what about you? What is like the shit that? When does your start? For me. Yeah, like oh, turn this off. I can't. Uh, so I get to. I have spit it out. Um, from Slide It In White Snake around 91. I like that song. I would probably say I have Burning for Love by Bon Jovi at 90. Um, hold on one second. Just let me check that. Yeah. And I would say once we get past like Burning for Love, spit it out. I'm, then I'm kind of all set. You know, I mean, I, I know I'm, I'm on an island here. I don't like Spoon Man. I think it's a terrible song. I never liked it when it was a hit. That's not, yeah. it's kind of, it's kind of like what we say about Kiss. It's not what I want to hear from Soundgarden. Um, yeah, I have it. I'm in my, that's in my last 22. Yeah. Sonny for some God knows unreason has it number 16, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, that is 
but see, you know what? You know why I don't. You know why I don't fault him for that. You have to take into account the fact that Sonny doesn't like this album very much, and Sonny's not a grunge fan. And Spoonman was a hit. So if you look at it from through the lens of Zeus and I are grunge Soundgarden fans, we absolutely love Super Unknown, and I think that's why we have Spoonman near the bottom because it's not what we want from Soundgarden. You know what I mean? I think you're kind of looking at it through those different kind of lenses. And that's kind of probably why Sonny is so passionate about Source of Infection with OU812. He loves that album. He loves Sammy. He loves Van Halen. But for him, that or, you know, I'm speaking for Sonny, that's not what he wants to hear from Van Halen Soundgarden. I mean, uh, Van Halen, Sammy Hagar. Yeah, and that's dead on, right? So for yeah. me, Spoonman gets closer to my music. Yeah. That's exactly what it is, right? And that's why I like the Alice in Chains songs I like. That's why I like the STP songs I like. It's anything that got closer. Like Temple of the Dog, Pearl Jam, I can't tolerate. seemed like Temple of the Dog was closer to what I was listening to versus Pearl Jam gets way out there. Wow. Okay. Interesting. I don't see that. I don't get it. Okay. That's okay. I can't see how you think Even Flow is different, is closer to your music than Hunger Strike is. Even flow isn't. Uh, and that's what I, 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 said, I said it incorrectly, but how is Hunger Strike closer to your music than Even Flow? I think it's Cornell. Okay. Okay. The vocals. Yeah. Um, anything that you guys, Sonny, first uh, that you notice that you want to talk about in the bottom 20 for either the songs we picked or songs that either you, me, or Tom picked? Yeah. Obviously, we don't like. Women titles, thank God there wasn't a Layla, a Shandy, a Roxanne, or a Billie Jean, or a Nikita, because Ronnie and D didn't do well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised, Sonny. Um, I love, and I know I know Zeus, you were kind of the similar, you don't have it ranked as low, but you guys were not fans of No Bone movies. Oh. And, 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 you, and you guys, and you, and you said, and a lot of people said this too, it, it doesn't fit on the album. I, I get that mentality. I get that. It does stick out. But that being said, it's on the album. And I like the sound of it. Sonny has it ranked ninety fourth out of one hundred and five. That's, I mean, it's it's still Randy Rhodes, you know. I mean, that, that's that's harsh, I think. But I've, the best I've thing about no movies is when Zeus says it in uh, Shannon's voice. Motherfucker, Sonny Pooty, Pooty, no bone movies. That's the best thing about that song, right thing there. On the bottom, you piece of shit. Exactly. Um, which leads me to think now that I changed the color code on that, and I can. Pick it out, Tom. Thank you. Okay. Yep. Um, f- he's got four Aussie songs in his bottom. I have in one my bottom. That didn't in your right. bottom. Yeah, he has four <laughs> Aussies in his bottom. I have one, two, three, four, five um, load songs. Five loads in my bottom. <laughs> oh God! Edit that out. Edit oh, that out. <laughs> Leave that in. I'm clipping that to use so, for Sunny. Sonny, you're clipping that, and that is the next intro to our show. I have to my bottom. I have, <laughs> um, but in addition to that, in my top ten worst songs, I have four from OU812. Ooh, that's rough, dude. That's rough. There's some rough looking songs on that album, and two and two, three of those I love. <laughs> You you have sucker in a three piece source of infection and AFU naturally why those are like three of my favorite songs on the whole album. <laughs> sorry, why? you know why? Well, sorry, you know. Yeah, um, as I mentioned earlier, mine probably starts at fifty 
I just looked at it. It starts at 84. At 84, I can't listen to the songs anymore, and that's where I'm at. I stay away, and then it goes to Quest for Fire. That's when I'm like, okay, turn this shit off. Okay, okay. That's probably where which, the end is. Which is another great part, because no, what's his 92, Tom? So, what Sonny's, I know, Sonny's got like suicide, 92. I think that was me and oh. you. Our num- our, that was our number one pick <laughs> off, sound, off Super <laughs> Unknown. Br- brutal. Oh God. Oh my God. So, and that's the thing that kills me because there's certain songs that one of us hate that the other two ranked so high would have been like a top five song, but yep. one of us buried it. Well, that's like it still ended up in the top 40 because you guys ranked it so high. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. And I, and I know, and I know Zeus is not happy with me, but I have three Bon Jovi songs on my bottom 15. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, it, yeah. And that's funny you say that. So th- the thing that I was saying about the Bon Jovi stuff, and we'll get to it afterwards yeah. more uh, in detail, but for me, I have none of the Bon Jovi songs in the bottom 20, but actually as a whole, no Bon Jovi song is in the bottom 20. None. You mean in the overall rankings? Yeah, in the yeah. overall rankings. And that's no because, bon- yep. Because, and that- because they're like in the middle, but... And we'll get to the beginning top part. No Bon Jovi songs in the top 20. That's the point. They're right in the middle, that safe kind of area. But if you go through the rest of these albums, I would say probably Super Unknown and Load have the most on the bottom, you know? But the but the the thing that the, both both of those things have in common those albums is they have they I think they're both the longest albums. Load has I think fourteen, and uh, Super Unknown I think might also have fourteen. They had fifteen. I don't know. I remember going through a lot of pain. Might be fifteen. Yeah. No, felt like twenty three. But you're right. When you have albums that are that long, there's going to be song. And again, I I I love Load and Super Unknown. Two of my favorite albums. I listen to frequently. I have. Four songs from Super Unknown in my bottom ten. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you know what's else interesting here, though, Tom? If you yeah. go by albums that we have, yep. Bon Jovi's lowest rating song is an eighty-four. Shot through the heart. Oh God! Pyromania. And I like that song. Yeah, which we'll get to. That lowest is right above it at eighty-three. Yep. The lowest ranked then. From Appetite is 81. You're so crazy. Pyromania's at 83 was Billy's Got a Gun. Then I think, am I mistaken here? The the album that has the least low song, that makes sense, is slided in at Hungry for Love. Correct. At 78. Am yep. I correct on that? Yep. Yeah. Which which would mean if you if you're gonna break down these stats and we know people have a popsicle headache right now, which would mean if you're gonna look at it out of ten albums, slide it in is the strongest album. In one K, because you could say their worst song. That's what I mean. It's the highest ranked of all these songs. Here. Correct. Correct. They they their 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 worst song is the is they have the highest ranked worst song. <laughs> Now everybody definitely has a headache. I know, I know. <laughs> it's like it's like Brian. What's his name? Was his name Brian from Sixteen Candles? He's like the king of the dorks, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right, All now right. let's get now let's get to some positivity. Yes. So we're gonna go the top twenty songs. Okay. Number twenty. Pyromania, stage fright. Number, which it is funny because. Good. It withstood Zeus's ranking. 
Yeah, it was. Um, I know. Jesus. Tom 63. had it at 13. Sonny had it at 18. I had it at 63. Oops. Thank God we ranked it so high. Otherwise, that thing's headed for the 30s. Yeah, and then, yep. look at, then look at number 19, what Zeus did. Okay. Appetite for Destructions, my Michelle. This is, I think, right. It's not as bad because Tom has this at six. Yep. I had it at 55. Sonny had it at 29. I think it's right in the middle because Sonny's 29, roughly, is right almost in the, in the middle between six and 55, right? Yep. Yep. Both so, right. anyway, yeah, that's at 19. Number 18, the s- surprise of all of these. Big time. Because I never even heard the song. And I don't think Tommy heard this song. Nope. Peace of mind, sun and steel. Mm-hmm. Tom had it 45. I had it 26. Sonny had it 15. Fucking love that song. I, I great, play it great all the song, time. Great now. Song. Uh, yep. Number great 18. Song. That's peace of mind. Two of us didn't even know it before we started this. Yep. Then that's we're going to get uh, a double duplicate here at very one, almost a 28.3, 28.6. Slide it in 17, all or nothing. Tom had it 48. I had it 21. Sonny had 17. Above that, 16. Love ain't no stranger. Tom had it eight. I had it 52. Wow. And Sonny at 25. 52. Uh, Pyromania, 15. Two will eight for love. Uh, 14 for Tom, 41 for me, Sonny, 22. Then above that, Pyromania, fooling. Tom at five. I had a 38, Sonny at 32. What's the matter with the two of you? What's the matter with you? That is not the fifth best song on this thing. Yeah. There's no, it's not even close. Coming from the guy that puts Source of Infection last out of 105 (laughs) songs. Oh, my God. Are you comparing Fooling to Source of Infection? (laughs) That's not comparing Uh, Prince to fucking pirate metal. (laughs) Oh, nah. Well, all right. Maybe close, but okay. Go ahead. All right. Number 13. The highest ranking and the only top 20 song by this band. OU812's Finish What You Started Van Halen. Tom had it 43. Me and Sonny right on top of each other. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> edit that one out, too. I edit 15. Sonny added 13. So we're doing this. Uh, I'm doing this survey because we're doing a Van Halen episode on Growing Up yep. Rock in, in a little bit. And I sent out a survey of uh, 10 David Lee Ross songs, 10 Sammy songs. They're mostly singles, but you have to cut them down to get them to people to rank them. And a bunch of people have ranked them already. By the way, if you never got that email, just send me an email or a or send me your email on either Facebook or Twitter, and I'll get you the survey. But anyway, this song, you read one email, it's got it number one. Read the next one, out of Sammy songs. Read the next one, it's got it number 10. Read yep. the next one, got it number one. Read the next one, got it number 10. Like, for some reason, this song is either love or hate. I don't know why. Because it's not what a lot of people want when they hear Van Halen, especially Eddie Van Halen. I mean, it's a cool song. But it's it's like a finger picking country song, and it's a cool song. I like it. But when I listen to Van Halen, it's not. This is not what I want to hear from Van Halen. Yeah, you know that's why I had it ranked so low. I like the song, but it's not what it's not what I want. You know. Yeah, it's a little different, <clears throat> but I fucking love it. Yeah. And then the next one, number twelve. Yeah. Similar, very similar. Blizzard of Oz, Mister Crowley. 
Tom at 44, I had at 13, Sonny had it at 11. So let's go to the last two songs we just did. Finish what you started, Mr. Crowley, Tom 44 and 43, respectively. Me, 13, 15. Sonny, 11 and 13. So Tom destroyed these two songs. So it's not just me destroying rankings, Tom. There you go. But, but they still they still landed with it. They still landed in the top, you know, 13. You know, I mean, uh, Mr. Crowley, it's all about the solo. The, oh, yeah. the, the, the rest of the song is is okay. Um you know, and again, we keep we keep we keep saying this, and you'll you'll hear it again. When you throw it in the the, the mix of these albums, something something's got to be there, you know. And I, I I love I love Blizzard of Oz, and I love the solo on this, but yeah, the, the song is the song is good. It's the solo that carries the song, in my opinion, because the song itself is not great. But that's just my that's my opinion, and that's what we're here to talk about. Sunday, anything? <laughs> yeah, just cut his feed. This is why the presidential debate doesn't want to go on (laughs) Zoom because they're worried somebody will cut his feet. Just you should just cut in our on Tomlin. Just Just do like the the thing, thing. like just do like that China technical difficulty screen across, so you guys can't hear me and nothing. You see nothing. All right, all right. Number eleven, just outside the top ten, almost making it. Jar of flies don't follow. Tommy at eighteen. I had it at five. Sunny 45. So that's another one. Just everybody's right a little bit further off than the other one. Yeah. These Five, next few songs, these next yeah. few, these next few songs, this is where Pooney swoops in with his wrecking ball. <laughs> <laughs> now we're into the top 10 folks. Yep. Of all these albums, top 10 songs we ranked. Yep. Number 10. Welcome to the jungle. Appetite for destruction. Tom at seven. I had it at two. Sonny had it at 50. What the fuck? I get it. It was all over MTV. It's the song beside Sweet Child of Mine that represents who Guns N' Roses is. Blah, 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 blah. Take all that out of it. Have my kids listen to it. They wouldn't rank it in the top five of Guns N' Roses songs. Like it's, It's the history of it that people are in love with, and I am no longer in love with it. Yes, it is part fatigue. But when I listen to other, not only just other songs on this list, other Guns N' Roses songs, it wouldn't land in my top 10 with other Guns N' Roses songs, to be honest with you. Ah, no. It's a yeah, wrong. It, 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 this fatigue, it, it's a fucking great song. It's a great song. This song. The solo, that intro, the way the song rips Thank into gear. It's, yeah, it's a great song. This and Enter Sandman, the buildup. Yep. And then, boom, when it hits you, oh, my God, still gives yep. you chills. Yep. Um. Staying with Appetite for Destruction in the top 10. Number nine, Rocket Queen. Three for Tom. 11 for me. 41 for Sonny. Again, what is happening here? Poonie. It's just not that good. It's good. <laughs> it's not that good. Okay. And who's the Rocket Queen? I'm the Rocket Queen. <laughs> God. I don't know, <laughs> man. Sorry. All right. Number eight, Pyromania. Talk about fatigue. Rock of Ages. However, I will say this. I believe Rock of Ages is the most universally ranked song on this whole list. Tom had it 16. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It was a good song. Yeah. 16. I had it 18. Sonny had it at 20. That's probably the most. Yeah. Out of the top 20, that's the most even rank. Yep. Yep. 
yep. Rock of Ages. And yep. that's got a lot of fatigue, but still a great song. Uh, and then his Sunny again strikes. Number seven. <laughs> Slow and easy. Slide it in. The highest ranked White Snake song. Tom had it at number nine. I had it at number eight. Sonny had it at 33. I'm not sure it's the eighth best song on Slide It In. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> what is happening? You There's, love that album. That's your number love, one it's album. My it's my number one album. But Slow and Easy is not my top song on that album. And it's a, a Desert Island album for me. Don't get me wrong. But okay. at some point, some of these other songs are really much better than that one. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> you know. All right, number six, Blizzard of Oz, Crazy Train, fatigue, big time. Tom and I both at twenty three. Sunny, number two. You're crazy. You guys are nuts, dude. This is the quintessential song, basically, on this whole list. You guys are crazy. We had it I at love- twenty three. It's fatigue, big time. Yeah, you have Crazy Train at two, and Welcome to the Jungle at fifty. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> like they're both like classic, like they they're both like fatigued, beaten into the round, into the ground, like arena songs. And I don't understand the the, the, the differential between the two, but that's okay. That's so okay. tiramisu and apple pie is classic, and I'd have it one in fifty. What's an apple? Difference? Apple pie is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, top five. Top guys. five. Here we go. The highest ranking song from Blizzard of Oz. I don't know. Tom, 22, me at 16, Sonny at nine. Okay. Right. That yep. was combined was 15.6. Crazy train was 16. So that's how close it was. Let's be honest. Okay. Number four. Tom really fucked us here. This should be number one. Yeah. Number four. Tommy really fucks this one. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm so glad I did. I'm shocked that you had it this low. But the highest ranking Iron Maiden song, Peace of Minds, The Trooper. Tom had it 35. I had it at nine. Sonny, his number one song. Mm -hmm. It's a good song. Tom's like, yep, I did. No, it's a good song. It's a a good song. I'm just not a huge Iron Maiden fan. Uh, Again, Mixed peace of mind mixed in with these other albums, it's just not gonna. It's the troopers just not gonna get any higher for me. You fire muskets, but I'll run you through, Tom. Exactly correct. <laughs> That's correct. You don't want to. You don't want to sing about the settlers in, in fucking uh, wartime and uh, nah running your muskets and stuff. Nah. Right. This n- number three blew me away. That this was number me too. three. Me too. This I, I can't believe. Th- I mean, go ahead, Zeus. So coming in at number three, under the radar, did not expect this. Me neither. Def Leppard's Pyromania coming under fire. That is shocking. Tom at 10. I had it at number four. Sonny at 28. If Sonny was a little bit closer, it could have been number one almost. Yeah, that, that, I mean, great song. It's Pyromania. I had it 10, four. I just... I didn't think that Zeus or Sonny would have it that high. So I, I, I was shocked when I looked at this list and saw it coming under fire at three. Dude, I had it as my number one song from the album. But then again, I had action, not words as my number two. So what are you going to say? <laughs> yeah, right, I'm, right. If you ask a hundred listeners right now to rank Pyromania, just the album, 
those yep. songs, Coming Under Fire wouldn't be in the top three for more than 2% of them, maybe. I think you're right. I but I think, I think, it, but I think what's also happening too, whether it's consciously or subconsciously, it's a great song that you never hear. That's exactly what that is. It's, but it, it does it's, get it's, played every once in a while on classic rock or something like that. Yeah, or, but it's, there's no fatigue. Now the number one overall song, we'll, we'll, we'll get to number two and one, which I'm thrilled because, well, I'll save it. Go ahead. Zeus. I'm not. Go but ahead. Number two, the highest ranking song by this band Alice in Chains, Jar Flies, No Excuses. Mm-hmm. Barely missing out on the number one. Fucking Sonny. Tom at number two. My number one. Sonny's 30. If Sonny had this at 29, it would have been number one. Yeah. Because it be- because it beat out the number one song by four tenths of a of a of a point. The number one beat it out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Give yep. me right yeah. sex, drugs, and rock and roll any day of the week versus a depressing song. Like I, I just, that's not a depressing there's time song. for it. It is to me because it drags musically. It's not depressing. Lyrically it is, but I know what yeah. you're saying. I got yeah. you. I got you. So cool it's just for me, like I said, I'd rather much rather have sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Okay. I got you. I can blast a lot of these songs out the car radio, whatever. There's nothing that'll make me smile inside more than no excuses on this mm-hmm. whole fucking list. Oh, I guess I better say uh, Devils and History also, because since I had Crowley and Trooper up there. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's true, too. Yep. <laughs> All right. Number one song, which makes us the number one, uh, the highest ranking song by this band. That is Def Leppard's Pyromania album, Photograph. Tom had it number one. <laughs> I had it at 27. Fatigued the whole way. That's the only reason. Sonny had it at number four. This makes me so happy because I got my number one and my number two in the overall rankings. I had Photograph, No Excuses, one and two, and that was the final group ranking. And Zeus, 27 for photograph. I, I thought I thought I had some bad rankings. Dude, I know this fatigue, but come on. Dude, that fatigue, and it's at 27. I didn't fatigue you, it at fucking 50 <laughs> like he did from Welcome to the Jungle. Dude, you have you have Iron Maiden, Sun and Steel ranked higher than photograph. Oh, I, I would listen to Sun and Steel right now before I would listen to that. Well, yeah, because of because yeah, okay. he's never heard. Thank it. you, but that's my point. Yeah. Because of fatigue. Okay. Yeah, my right. number one, two, and four ended up in the top six. So I'm good. I my my one, two, three, seven, nine, and ten all ended up. All right. The, before in we get into 10. our each individuals. Yeah, go ahead. If we look at the top twenty, and Pyromania had number twenty one too, rock, rock till you drop. Yes. Pyromania, okay, in the top had six songs in the top twenty. Wow, That's yeah. Fucked up. Appetite had three. Blizzard had three. Slide it in had three. The lowest ranking best song of an album was Load King Nothing, was ranked number 34. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. I can't believe only three songs from Appetite made it in the top 20. But then again, you're throwing in all these other albums. That, I mean, Regardless of where your rankings are, I I I don't I'm not going to argue with the top twenty. 
or, yes. or, 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 or even the top 25 for that matter. By the way, top 10, Pyromania had three in the top 10. Yep. Um, anything you want to talk about as far as the top of our list from the group before we go into individual? From the group? Um, I just think, like, when, whenever you talk about rankings in general, whether it's music or athletes or movies or something, I mean, I think the reason... Th- when you take like an aggregate, I mean, the cream rises to the top, you know, I mean, the, be- the best are there for a reason. So even though our numbers disagree, you know, even though, you know, Sonny might have something at 50 and Zeus has it as a two or, you know, I have something at 35, Sonny has it as a one. When you average it out, you know, there's a reason that these songs are the top 10 or the top 20, you know, they're just, I don't think anybody's going to argue and be like, oh, I, I can't believe you have the trooper in the top five. That song's terrible. Like no one's going to say that. It might not be their fourth favorite song on this entire list, but I don't think anybody's going to be like, "Oh, you guys are crazy for having the trooper there." You know what I mean? These songs are all great. No, they yeah, yell tough. Go ahead, Sonny. I'm sorry. Uh, Tommy mentioned, you know, like in sports, you know, there's there's baseball teams. Yankees, Red Sox have had some classic teams where the first seven or eight guys are all like Hall of Famer or at least All Star type hitters. There's been football teams like the Niners or whoever you want to talk about that have had these superstar teams. But even when they had those superstar teams, there was still Ken Griffey Jr. playing in Seattle yep. that was going to infiltrate the All-Star game. And the sixth hitter on the Yankees ain't going to make it there because of it. You know, So that kind of stuff happens. Now, yeah. I think it's very interesting. The three of us did not agree on a top 10 song at all. Like we didn't have a single song where all of us had it in our top 10, if that makes that, sense. That's an amazing observation. And that's not one. A, Holy that's, fuck. That's an amazing observation. That's amazing in general. But you go to and, the nineties and one hundreds where right with each other, <laughs> like at the top and to break not that, agreeing. and to break that down even more sunny. There's only one song. I'm s- nope. Let me let me pause on that. I'm I'm looking here. I'm looking here very quickly, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. There's only one song where we agreed on the top twenty. Yeah. No. If you look at the top twenty songs, the only song on this list that the three of us had it in the top twenty was "Rock of Ages." Me at sixteen, Zeus at eighteen, Sunny at yep. twenty. Every yep. other song. Either two of us had it in the top ten or top twenty, or or in the third one of us had it way out of the range. So that that's an those are two amazing statistical like anomalies right there. I think if you're a numbers geek like the three of us are, I, I think that's amazing. Let's yeah, I think what happens. Sorry about that. I think what happens is shit is shit. I think we've all kind of figured yep. that out. Yep, exactly. When it comes to the top songs, then like Zeus was saying before, it's how how it connected to you and when yeah. you came into it. And that t- plays a huge part in people's top 20, 25. That's just how it is. Yeah. So one of the things I want to mention is, so of all these 10 albums that we reviewed, let's go to the, the highest ranking. So every one of these had a top 20 songs, except for Bon Jovi's highest was Roulette. That was at 22. Mm-hmm. Super Stupid unknown. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's a great song. Roulette. Tommy had it 64. I had it 22. Sonny had it at 12. Super Unknown had it right below. Their highest was 23. Fell on Black Days. Stupid Tommy. How the fuck do you have that at 66? <laughs> of all these albums, all these songs, the grunge song, 
like the best on that fucking song album, one of, and you have it at sixty six, Tom. I had it at ten. Sonny had it. Even Sonny had it twenty three. Yeah, it's just I. I don't know. I was I was never a huge fan of that song, even when it was a hit. I like I when we talked about Soundgarden, Superunknown. I'm a fan of the 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 long, sludgy, slow songs. You know, like like Suicide, Fourth of July, Limo Wreck, like all those. Like oh, that's what I like. Black Days is in an uplifting. No, no, no. Album. I know it's it's okay. Yeah, it's a good um, song. Load King Nothing was the lowest at 38, uh, number 34. Excuse me. Uh, that was. And I just want to make it known it wasn't my fault. No, yeah, that was, that was that me. Was, I put it at sixty. I had other songs ahead of that. Um, look how ba- look how badly Sunny. Well, look underneath f- that, though. Look underneath that. Thirty-five. The Outlaw Torn. Tom had it eleven. I had it twenty-five. Sunny had it at fucking eighty-two. Dude, that had a that had a that could have been a top twenty song if Sunny exactly. opened up his if Sunny if Sunny opened up his fucking ears and put it like at fifty or something. Right. Right. <laughs> it's not that good. <laughs> All right. So let's look at everybody's individual. You know Real what? Quick, I like hold, 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 Zeus, yep. hold on. Hold on. I just want to, I just want I just want to make a couple comments just about the general list. Okay. I am. And this is, this is partially, mostly my fault. A little bit of Sonny's fault. I can't believe runaway was as low as it was. I thought you and Sonny would lift that song up, even though I ranked it 69th. I thought that song would be much higher. It, it, I can't believe that Roulette was was higher than than Runaway. Even was, the even the Roulette's a better song than Runaway. When I was ranking, I'm like, yeah. there is no way I'm gonna allow Bon Jovi with that falsetto at the end being the top forty in my list. That is not happening. Okay, and uh, and I think we said it before. It's not that I don't like the song. I had it ranked tenth. I can't believe Coming Under Fire is the third best song on this list. That that's surprising to me. Yeah. Great great song, but wow, big difference I, there. Yeah. So what I wanted to, us to kind of move over to, yeah, is look at our each individual top twenty. Okay. Uh, because we don't usually get a chance to kind of talk about what means something to us. Mm-hmm. Sonny, you want to read yours from twenty to number one real quick? Just go, just and if you want to say a comment on any of them, go ahead. But read it down your list. Yeah, hold on. Let me get to that point. Um, I, I can do it for you if you like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for it. So 20 for Sonny, Rock of Ages, 19, Think About You. What the fuck? Oh, oh dude. Th- when when that album came out, I remember going to that song going, why is Welcome to the Jungle the first single? Like, I thought that should have been the first single. I he, love that song. Tommy had it 63 uh, I had it 76 year of at 19. I get people like sometimes, you know, these fucking deep cuts, yeah. but it's a big deep cut. Uh, 18 stage fright, 17, all or nothing. 16 spoon man. We talked about that already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sun and steel at 15, 14. It's so easy. Finish what you started at 13, 12 roulette, 11, Mr. Crowley, 10 night train. Yeah, you guys I, don't drink enough. Yeah. That's what the problem is with night <laughs> You guys don't drink enough. Could be. Uh, number nine, your top ten. I don't know. Eight, Flight of Icarus, which oh. is, um, you know, a lot of people might give us some shit for. Tom ranked it at 89. 
the song is not good. Oh my god, it's a. I had it at forty six. You really fucked that song. And Sonny had it at number eight. That should have been in the top twenty. That's an amazing song. Push that out. Um, Then you had seven slided in the 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 title track. Six, Mister Brownstone. Number five, Standing in the Shadow. Four, Photograph. Three, When It's Love. It's one of the best songs ever written. I said, this, I, I, I said this when we did the OU812 review. My thoughts on When It's Love. The verses are spectacular. The chorus is horrible. It is one of the cheesiest choruses ever. It's an embarrassing chorus for a Van Halen song. I love the verses. I think that I think musically, lyrically, I think the verses are great. That chorus is is why that why it sunk the song for me. But Tom okay. had it eighty five. Yeah, I, I, I had it twenty four. Sonny had it three. That would have been <laughs> easily a top twenty song if <laughs> if if Tom had it fifty. It's uh, on my getting busy playlist. So uh, all right. Oh Stop. hell yeah. Great. It's a great Ugh. pop song. Uh <laughs> number two for Sonny was Crazy Train. His number one, as we said, the trooper. Okay. So uh I'll do mine real quick and we'll leave it end it with Tom. Okay. Go uh ahead. number twenty. So I, I will say this. I had by far the in the top twenty the most obscure that neither of you guys had. The most number of songs that were not in anyone else's top 20. Mm-hmm. Number 20, Die Hard the Hunter. <laughs> it's a great song. I'm not, I, I I'm love not that song. I'm not, yeah, I'm not solo and everything. The breakdown, the middle is beautiful. Yeah. Like Suicide, num- 19. Tommy and I had that. Rock of Ages, 18. We all, Tommy and I, and Sonny had that. Uh, 17, I Stay Away. Um, 16, I Don't Know. 15, Finish what you started. Fourteen. <laughs> Action, not words. Oh God, I love that song. Yikes. Uh, Thirteen, Mister Crowley. Twelve, Runaway. Eleven, Rocket Queen. Ten, Fell on Black Days. Nine, The Trooper. Eight, Slow and Easy. Seven, Fucking Sunny's <laughs> like one hundredth. Uh, Revelation, Mother Earth. Ay ay ay. Uh, six, Sweet Child of Mine. Five, Don't Follow. Four, Coming Under Fire. Number three. Oh, terrible. Would have been a top 20 song guaranteed. Give Me More Time by White Snake. Tom had it at 70 fucking nine. It's one of the worst. It it, it's one of the worst songs on Slide It oh In. Oh, my God. Fucking <laughs> and then Sonny had it at 27. <laughs> Number two, welcome to the jungle. Number one, no excuses. Uh, All right. So for me, yeah. So for me, so we start off my number 20, ain't my bitch. I'm the only one who had anything from Metallica in the top 20, which is probably why I'm, I'm the one that picked the Metallica album. So 20, ain't my bitch. 19, steal away the night. 18, don't follow. 17, like suicide. 16, rock of ages. 15, out to get me. 14, Too Late for Love, 13, Stage Fright, 12, <laughs> Sucker in a Three-Piece. Stop oh, there. Good stop Lord. there for a second. That's terrible. Best you song just, on the album. just hang up on him? Okay, stop there for a second. Let's go over this. Best song Tom on the album. Tom had it number 12. Yep. Sonny had it 71. Ugh. I had it at 100. What? <laughs> that is fucking insane. That, all right. Ugh. 
All so right. if my math is correct, that's an 88 <laughs> point difference. It's not 96 like me and Sonny, but it's up there. It's close. All right. And then uh, 11, the outlaw torn. Uh, then my top 10 coming under fire. Number nine, slow and easy. Eight, love ain't no stranger. Seven, welcome to the jungle. Six, my Michelle. Five, foolin'. Four, I stay away. Three, rocket queen. Two, no excuses. One, photograph. So my top three songs are actually in the order of the artists for my top three albums. Pyromania, Jar of Flies, Appetite. Yeah. I would look at this and say, you know what? I'm going to take a guess here for me. Okay. If I'm looking at this, I don't know who, if I had to get pick somebody's top 20 and like, this is a greatest hits album you can buy. Do I take Tom's or do I take Sonny's? I don't know. You each have good points. There's nothing really like other than fucking sucker, but I, I don't know. consider sucker being like, you like, you, you like the outlaw torn. And I have that. Yeah. No, um, you do. Um, there's, you know, there's nothing really that I would sit there and say you guys are really off. I like the various tastes that you guys have. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I think it would be a pretty much a toss up between your albums. Yeah, I th- I think both top 20s are. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't not listen to either one of them. I mean, I know you have Revelation Mother Earth High. I, I don't mind that song. I know Sonny absolutely. I think mine's it. the most different top <clears throat> 20, at least. Because well, I, I have w- Revelation, I have Action Not Words, Die Hard the Hunter. That's nowhere near anybody else's. I also and think give me more time. The problem the thing one of the things with my album, my album is very fat on on only a few albums. You and Sonny have much more varied top twenties. Like you I think other than with the exception of Metallica Load, um we can look at this. I think you guys have almost um Every album represented. And I don't. Outlaw Torn is 25. That's the only one outside my top 20. Tom, you have, uh, if I'm not mistaken, six top 20 songs by uh, Def Leppard. And 21 was Rock Rock Till You Drop. Yep. So very Def Leppard heavy. And And four from Appetite. I don't have any Jar of Flies in my top 20. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my top 20 most likely would appeal to the fair weather fan rock music fan, because I've got a lot of hits in mind. Yeah. And, I think and, uh, even, the, even, the, uh, even the deeper cuts, they're listenable songs for people who don't listen to a lot of rock. Yeah. I think Zeus has, uh, has probably the more deeper cuts with action, not words, revelation, mother earth, die, how the hunter great songs. But I think um, in terms of in terms of being user friendly, um, I think Zeus may be might may have think the, about the, you stage fright. Those are deep cuts. Yeah, but people that don't normally listen to rock music would <clears> give it a chance. Like they they wouldn't dislike them. And what they would do is they would listen to my top twenty and then send me presents for oh, not having them listen to Revelation Mother Earth. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be. I think that uh, out of hundred and five songs, I think that is arguably the most polarizing song on this entire list. It has to be, oh, yeah. or actually it's either that or source of infection <laughs> <laughs> or sucker in a three piece. Cause those are the two, my two of my favorite songs on that album. And you guys hate them both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still pissed. That photograph is number one over no excuses. 
I really am <clears throat> because yeah. I feel like, you know, they're you know beyond close. Ten point six versus eleven. Right. It's right. just that fucking. You know the. It would have felt nicer, but Tommy has a a big emotional connection of photographs, so I get it. That was the tipping point. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking pony. <laughs> I'm surprised even, he had it that low because I know uh, you know you like it. You, you like you, you've acknowledged that you like no excuses, but again, you're 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 a rock guy, so you know I th- I think thirty was actually pretty good out of hundred and five for for Sunny. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, so that's our uh, that's our our list. We'll obviously break this down, and when we post this episode, we'll post the breakdown so you guys can understand. When you listen, you can watch this. So you guys but, can do home. You can do homework. Yes, yeah. Yeah. but we got homework. We got a couple of the categories to do. Okay, go ahead. So we already did the album ranking for the covers because we described it in the previous Jar of Flies. Yeah. So obviously from the 10 albums, what ends up happening, the cumulative of these albums, I will read them from 10 to number one. We each have our favorites, right? So Mm -hmm. let's go by album covers from 10 to number one. Combination from the three of us. The tenth is number uh is load by Metallica. Number nine was OU812. Number eight, Bon Jovi. Number seven, Super Unknown. Number six, Jar of Flies. Number five, Pyromania. Number four, Snakes and Titties. Yeah. Number th- <laughs> slide it in. Number three. Appetite for Destruction. Number two, Peace of Mind. Number one, Blizzard of Oz. Wow. And so, so OU812 and Load were definitely the bottom. They were dead. They were definitely going to be nine and 10. And Blizzard of Peace of Mind were close at being one and two. Yeah. And if you look, basically, Load, you had it nine. Me and and Sonny had it at 10. Yep. Um, OU812, 10. Eight and nine, and then Bon Jovi's is kind of there, except for Sonny had in the middle. But if you go to the top, me and you both had Blizzard of Oz as number one. Yep. And Sonny had it number three. So mm-hmm. then you go Peace of Mind, which was number two, uh, Sonny's number one album. And then you had it two, I had it three. So those mm-hmm. obviously make for the best, it makes sense that they will rank one and two. Yep. Anything yep. you want to talk about about the album covers? No, I think that's, I mean, I'm not going to really argue about that. You know, the, the, the good ones are up top for a reason. The bottom ones are at the bottom for a reason. You know, they just sunny anything. I mean, you get great drawings from Eddie and snakes and titties. I just not going to beat that. I mean, I'm sorry. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. No, that's fair. That's fair. So we did album covers. Now let's do albums itself before yep. we get into between uh, the breakdown with the songs. Let's just do our normal album rankings. Tom, want to read your top 10, what you did as your, as we ranked these albums, what you ranked as top 10. Mm-hmm. So my 10th was peace of mind. Um, number nine was Bon Jovi. Number eight was OU812. Seven was slided in. Six was load. Five is super unknown. Four is blizzard. Three is appetite. Two is jar of flies. And one was pyromania. All right. For me, Number 10, OU812, 9, Load, 8, Peace of Mind, 7, 
slide it in. Six, Super Unknown. Five, Bon Jovi. Four, Jar of Flies. Three, Appetite for Destruction. Two, Pyromania. One, Blizzard of Oz. For me, it was ten, Load. Nine, Jar of Flies. Eight, Super Unknown. All the grunt stuff ended at the bottom. (laughs) Seven, (laughs) Blizzard. Six, OU812. Five, Bon Jovi. Four, Peace of Mind, because of two dinosaur songs. Three, Pyromania. Two, Appetite. And one, Snakes and Titties. Slide it in. God. So if you take that cumulative, number 10th ranked album of these 10 albums we've done is Load. Mm -hmm. Number nine, OU812. Number eight, Peace of Mind. Tied. Coming up next, six and seven, basically. Bon Jovi and Super Unknown are tied. Tied the next group, Jar of Flies and Slided In. Then number three, Blizzard of Oz. Number two, Appetite for Destruction. Slightly beaten that, Pyromania, number one. Wow. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with any of that. Those, uh, I mean, again, we said this when you're talking about a group. When you talk about different opinions and you're mixing them in, you, you know, it doesn't surprise me that jar. It actually surprised me that jar of flies is number four. Cause I know that Sonny had it ninth, you know, me and you lifted that up. I had it two, You had it four. So I think that that's what lifted it up. Yeah. I look at this as in a funny way. I, the, the albums that, that I'm not familiar with, I didn't put last. I never heard load. I never heard peace of mind. I knew a couple songs yep. from them. I put OUA12 as last. You, I know, aren't familiar with Peace of Mind and Bon Jovi, and you have those two last, Tom. Yep. You also have your songs, that albums that you picked, number two and number six. So you weren't always, and uh, what's the other one that you picked there? Um, and number seven. So you weren't always like, the albums that you picked automatically one, two, and three. Right. Same thing with me. So for me, jar of flies, uh, I didn't pick, but a uh, super unknown, excuse me. And Bon Jovi five and six, right in the middle. Kind of, mm-hmm. um, Sonny, you put the number one album, an album picked by Tom slide it in. Um, the album that you picked peace of mind was four. And OU812 was six. If you look, guys, at the albums that we picked as group picks, Pyromania number one, Appetite Destruction number two, Blizzard of Oz number three. Interesting. Yep. Right? Uh, I would say mine are probably the least liked from that because I have Bon Jovi and Super Unknown actually six and seven. Oh, actually, I'm not sure of that. Uh, Tommy had load and slide it in five and four with jar flies. Sonny had peace of mind eight and oh, you went, no, Sonny's had the least liked his picks peace of mind. And oh, you eight one, two was eight and nine. Yeah. I knew, I knew that load was going to not like be, you know, it's first of all, it's Metallica. It's a, it's an unusual Metallica album and it's got 14 songs. So it doesn't surprise me that it's ranked last. Any thoughts, guys? No, I think like when we decide, we always say this, when we decide to pick a group, a group pick, we always try to pick, you know, an iconic classic album. So it's no surprise that Pyromania, Appetite, Blizzard are the top three. 
Um, all the other albums then are personal personal selections. So, you know, that's why you have albums varying from slide it in to load to super unknown, you know, um, just different styles, different genres. Sonny. Yeah, I think that's uh, dead on. Uh, you're when we're picking our personals, our music tastes are not alike. And, mm-hmm. uh, that's just how it is. Like, you know, if we had Tony as a fourth, we'd be very much alike. You guys be very much alike and everything would end up in the middle kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, when you're talking about the most classic albums ever, that's a whole other ball of wax. There's no doubt yep. about that. And it doesn't matter. That's why they're diamond albums to begin with because they brought a lot of listenership in instead of hey the thrash guys stand over here and the hair metal guys stand over here and the grudge guys stand over here and the stupid country boys stand over here see how i kind of threw that in um (laughs) (laughs) no you're right you're right yep so now we get to where we do the ranking and people get the popsicle headaches yes so this means so for all those songs that we ranked we basically take those albums, we add up the average of those songs' rankings, and then that's the album ranking. Yep. So if you take the average ranking of a song off Super Unknown, the average ranking of a song off a of Super Unknown of the 105 songs we have is 67.6. Thanks, Sonny. Are you welcome? So that's number 10. <laughs> mm-hmm. For number nine, the average song off this album was 65.5. That's from Load. Mm-hmm. This doesn't. Number eight, out. very close. These three were very close. Peace of Mind, 64.24, the average song. So eight is Peace of Mind, nine is Load, Super Unknown is, uh, is number 10. The next song, a little bit of a split here. And it's very close to number six. The next album is Bon Jovi, 57.71. The next, number six, OU812, 57.13. That's how close those two were. Then there's the next four, very similar. And number one is way ahead of everything else. Number five, uh, number five Jar of Flies. 46.72. The average song of 105 songs was 46.72 on Jar of Flies. The number four, Blizzard of Oz, 45.67. Top three, Slide It In, 42.63. The average song on Slide It In, 42.63. Number two, Appetite for Destruction Which leads The number one song uh, Cumulative average For an album And that's Pyromania Blowing everything away Not even close The average rating For the number one album The songs on Pyromania Are 30.3 Wow. Yeah, not a surprise there. Um, And it's interesting that number two and number five are only separated by five points. And then you have a big drop off to six and then a big drop off to eight. And then eight, nine and ten are a couple points apart. But yeah, Pyromania just crushed it. I mean, number 
number two was 11 points behind it, you know, and uh, everything else was single digits, you know, relatively close. Although, well, Jar Flies was about 11 points higher than OU812, but Pyromania just crushed it. And it should because it's the best. Yeah, it makes Sonny. sense that the two Diamond albums are at the top. There's no doubt about it. I'm surprised Appetite wasn't a farther split from Slide It In. Me too. Most people, if you were to ask them, have you heard Appetite or do you own it, rock fans? Yeah, if you ask them if they own Slide It In, they'd probably say no. So, And it's sold two and a half times less, so that makes sense, or actually more than that probably. So I'm surprised they're so close. It just goes to show you that there's some, there's some albums out there that might not have gotten the sales that it deserved, but they are great albums. Slide it in being one of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, you're right. I, I am surprised. I am a little bit surprised that appetite is so far off from pyromania. Um, and I don't That's know because you guys don't drink enough. Uh, no, that could be it. I don't know if it's, I think it's, I think, <laughs> I think songs like maybe cause you know, you're crazy was probably ranked that kind of sunk it a little bit. You know, maybe songs like Anything Goes or Think About You kind of maybe sunk it a little bit further than it should have. Um, but I, th- I thought that would be a little bit closer. But Pyromania being number one doesn't surprise me. Yeah. What's interesting is if you go by our rankings of the albums and then our song ranking for each album, mm-hmm. individually, it's a big difference. Pyromania is my number one where I would select Blizzard of Oz. Mm-hmm. And... um Load is my last where I picked OU812 is just generally as the least. And Super Unknown is number nine for me. What the fuck? And I have there's six. So, uh, you know, Tom, you're pretty straightforward. You're top four. You're top four. That's very unusual. Yeah. Um, And we have three of his four. Yeah. We had this. We had this when we talked about the kiss thing, too. You know, Pull, pulling an album apart and ranking the songs individually, you know, like you said, you love Super Unknown. Song ranking statistics show that it's the ninth ranked album here, which obviously it's not, but because it has songs on it that absolutely weigh it down like a 10,000 pound anchor, songs like Half and Head Down and Kickstand, you know, they drag it all the way down. And that's that. And that's what happens when you pull albums apart. And you know, we experienced this with the Kiss rankings. Um, you know, with the Kiss rankings too, when we did this. Yeah, and you talked about Kiss. Like my favorite Kiss song is Mr. Speed. So, yep. How are you going to compare Mr. Speed to Photograph? Exactly. Right. Like that's that's tough to do. Right. Yep. So that's what we're doing when we start mixing bands into each other. It's kind of tough to split them apart because the I don't know. It it seems wrong. Like Mr. Speed would most likely not end up number one on this list. It would, it might end up as my number one. I don't know if I could say it's better than the trooper, to be honest with you, but it's my favorite right. kiss song. Yep. So interesting stuff. Um, like a per, a perfect, a perfect example was like, just real, real quick. I didn't mean to cut you off. Zeus. perfect example was again, coming back to the kiss thing where I had the Gene Simmons solo album ranked on just emotional personal rankings and then where i had it ranked when you pull the songs apart and rank the songs out of the 106 or 108 kiss songs i mean the gene simmons album was like last but like we said when you take into account you know the album cover the history with it your emotional attachment to it the album as a whole it lifts it up 
it's going to make it higher than it is than what you do here when you see these numbers, when you pull the song out and say, okay, I'm going to rank 105 songs just blindly based on the individual song. That's when you're going to see like that where the stat geek comes in. You know, like we said, like with sports, the eyeball test versus sabermetrics. Yeah. So one of the other parts of this I wanted to kind of go through real quickly is how we each ranked each album. So, for instance, the highest ranked album is Tom ranking Pyromania. The average song on Pyromania for Tom is 23. Mm -hmm. Sonny's best is slided in 25.1. Mine is Pyromania at 31.8. Mm-hmm. So that's always interesting. Tom and Sonny have the five lowest ranked albums. Yeah. <laughs> so even load for me, Tom, you picked. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't even have it's the fifth worst album. You guys did that shit. I'm yep. more in the middle of all these things. I think I was, you know, uh, not spreading a little bit more variety the worst ranked album and this is why i give tom shit about this because if you look at his stuff tom has bon jovi as his ninth best album but ranked tom the best the average song on bon jovi is 80.2 that's the worst ranked by any of us and then tom's peace of mind 77.8 elevate your mind tom (laughs) yeah i mean Again, I've said it many times. I'm just not a huge Bon Jovi fan, and that album, it's got some good songs. I like Roulette. I like Runaway. I like some, but it, it's just when you compare it to these other albums, it, you know, they're just, new to you. I'm telling you, it's because they're new. No, the two songs, has, you, the two albums you are not familiar with are the two least ranked albums. But, but, but the flip side to that argument is the reason I'm not familiar with them is because I never wanted to expose myself to music like that. I, I'm not a huge, I, I'm not an Iron Maiden fan and I'm not a Bon Jovi fan. So why would I spend time listening to a Bon Jovi in an Iron Maiden album? It's not like they're two bands that I love. And those are albums that I never, you know, expose myself to. I'm not a Bon Jovi or an Iron Maiden fan. The 25th was mine for load and peace of mind was 21 for me. So of the 30. Okay. Yep. I don't know those albums. Yep. And I could say the same thing. I'm just telling you, I think it's because you didn't listen to them enough or whatever. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I think if you listen to it a little more, you'd probably say, yeah, that song is not as bad as that. No, that's not. As- but it, it, it is what it is. Sometimes we pick a song like, I don't know. I make this 85. Could, I probably could have made it 65. Who knows? Like, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Sometimes it's not that life and death decision. That it has to be so overanalyzed. Sometimes you just throw a number out, and then this what comes out. Yep. What'll be Funny. interesting is if we start throwing country and pop albums, mm-hmm. this is going to be kind of like, I, I don't know how you're going to rank Prince and Michael Jackson and Waylon Jennings and Willie Nelson <laughs> in this list. <laughs> That's when it's going to be all over the like place. Do you like the song? Do you, but you know what? I listened to this song by Prince that I'd never heard of fucking's good i like it but the problem with that kind of mixed genre stuff i mean yeah we have grunge and rock but this is all generally rock the problem with that is that that all depends on your mood because if 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 say my say my next pick is uh purple rain okay i could have that as my number one album and then six months later i'd be like no no pyromania is my number one album you know i could have you know uh 
you know, when Doves Cry is a top five song, and then three months later, be like, no, nah, that's that's probably like the thirtieth thirtieth best song. I mean, granted, you could say that with any of these songs on these lists on this list now, but when you start getting into mixed genre, then it then it really then you really start getting a brain cramp. So here's what's going to end up happening. At some point, if I ever do a country album, Sonny's going to have every fucking song as the top 10. Worst songs. Yep. 107, 108, <laughs> 109, 110, 111. <laughs> I'm going to start making up numbers. There's 135 songs. 146, 185. <laughs> one... <laughs> well, who oh. knows? Who who knows? Because the, uh, the next 10 starts next month. And, uh, you know, we, we, we're sticking with rock, metal, grunge. Uh, who knows what 2021 may bring if we start, uh, you know, free your mind, Craig. You know, who knows? You know, I, I might throw in, uh, you know, might, we might be reviewing uh, Eric B. and Rakim paid in full next year. Who wow. knows? Wow, 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 wow. You never know. You never know what's going to happen. AMG's yeah. bitch better have my money. And I'm not, I was just going to sing that opening lyric, but I'm not going to because I don't want to get us kicked off. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe what we end up doing is if we get away from the genre, if we get away from the rock genre, let's say, yeah, then maybe we do like a miscellaneous genre, which has some R and B, hip hop, maybe some rap, some country, some pop, and do a bonus episode for those ten put together and see where they kind of end up. So it stays out of the rock genre. Maybe I don't know. That'd you be funny. Can't you can't because how are you going to do? Like, what is if he picks a rap album and then you pick Prince? Where does that go? Aren't they just non-rock, but yeah. still different? Yeah, so yeah. what? Like, how are you going to You're going to have a rap album versus a Prince album. They're not the same music, but they're both not rock. Yeah, but they're top 40, most likely, at some Pop. point. Well, well, Prince is. Uh, if, 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 I, if I threw in, you know, a Run DMC album, that's not, that's, you know, Prince, Prince could be considered pop R&B. Run DMC is just hip-hop. Yeah. yeah, but why can't you say I like fucking Purple Rain better than Appetite for Destruction? What's wrong with that? You can, but I think Sonny doesn't want to be put do. in that position. <laughs> I do. I can tell you right now, I do. Okay, yeah. well, then I'm not picking that because I don't want it on the fucking list then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, then I love every Waylon Jennings album better than I like Appetite. Strike. You know, you know what would be, you know what would be dangerous? And we're never going to do this. Dangerous, but worth the risk. Exactly. Oh, if, if 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 we ever allowed listeners to pick an album, fuck that. <laughs> exactly. That's why I said it because I fuck want... that. Why you don't want to? You don't want to? You don't want to review? Mother. You don't want to review the the debut album by Power Wolf? No. <laughs> by the way, Wolf Mother has a couple of good songs, Sonny. They sound like Zeppelin. <laughs> oh. They sound. They leather like wolf Ze- no, no 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 not leather wolf wolf too many wolf bands <laughs> leather wolf <laughs> oh, god oh my lord okay yeah because that's what you end up with fucking hall of the mountain king on our list oh hell no no See, people will pick stuff just to, for us to shit on it that's what it is yeah exactly and then we're gonna be like all right let's put it in the fucking the mixer and pick one out and be like oh Hall of the Mountain King. Fuck that. Throw yeah, that. you're right. They, they're purposely going to select albums that they can just listen to a shit on for two hours because it's probably more entertaining than talking about how unbelievable ACDC Highway to Hell is. Yeah. You know, or or that, something like that. You know, Fat Larry's Band. Whatever that fucking guy is. <laughs> Fat Larry's Band. 
Oh, man. Well, it's going to be interesting what the next bonus pick is because we already know what that is. Holy, and that's going to take me a lot of time. Oh, my <laughs> God. Fucking boony. We got two left in this uh, in this year, guys. Sunny, yep. and I don't know if I should just leave a better taste in our listeners' mouths. After well, there's the another. Ed, there's pick. another edit. There's another edit, Sonny. <laughs> <laughs> I got four loads. I was just gonna. <laughs> I got my bottom. <laughs> or uh, do I go off the grid? Because I think Sonny went a little off the grid. So no, uh, his is st- his. His is still rock. His is still rock. Yeah. Well, you got to be, you don't want to go off the grid yet. Maybe we can kick off. It. Yeah. Ma- it. Maybe we can kick off 2021 with a little bit of off the grid, but. All right. So um, when we're done with any other final comments, actually. Uh, no, I think, you know, like I've, I've already said this before when we talk about the songs specifically and the album specifically, you know, there's a reason things are at the top of the list and there's a reason why things are at the bottom of the list. Um, the middle of the, uh, the middle of each list is where you're going to start to see more personal preferences. I mean, obviously the whole thing is personal preference, but the middle is where you're going to see a lot of really, you know, personal, like uh, this is, it's my personal private business, (laughs) (laughs) but the bottom, you're doing any business, but the bottom and the top, those are, they're up there for the reason and they're down there for the reason I think so. Okay. Yeah, for me, what I realized was there are times, and everybody goes through this, where you know you're kind of like in a more somber or depressed or dreary mood, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what connects some of the folks to grunge. I get that from other artists, so I don't mm-hmm. go to grunge when I'm looking for that, and that's maybe why it always ends up at the bottom for me, right? I, when it comes to fun and upbeat music, I go to a lot of places for it. When it comes to like more, I guess, depressing or the topics make me feel more somber, I go somewhere else for that. I don't go to grunge for that. But I, see, that's an interesting comment. And I'll, I'll just real quick, like, I don't know if I've, I don't know if I listen to music. Maybe I do on a subconscious level. I don't know if I put anything on because of the mood I'm in. I mean, I'm sure it happens, but a lot of times I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? I haven't listened to, uh, you know, I haven't listened to, you know, the Metallica Black album in a while. I just feel like listening to that. Or, you know what? I haven't listened to, you know, Paul's solo album in a while. I feel like listening to that. Or I have, you know, I don't know if I'm like, you know, I feel really bummed out today. I'm, I'm going to listen to fucking Jar of Flies. I don't know if I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever done that on a conscious level. Maybe, maybe I have. I don't know. But I thought that that's interesting. Yeah, so, I've done it on a conscious level. I've done it to create mood. Okay. So I'll be driving to a store. And I know it's going to be a shit show. And I'm like, all right, okay. put in Master of Puppets because I'm about to go kill somebody. Like that <laughs> okay, kind of somebody, thing. Somebody's <laughs> about to die. <laughs> That's yeah. right. right. I so can see that. I'll okay, I can see that. Too, so, um, but, I, you know, I think people li- listen to music for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. I mean, I know Zeus is the same way, I, I, I think. I mean, 99% of the time, I'm doing shuffle. Thank very, you. very rarely do I'm like, oh, I'm, I, do I seek out an album. I mean, it, it happens, but a lot of times I'm just shuffle. Now, the funny thing about shuffle is I kind of, it kind of defeats the purpose of shuffle because I'll just keep skipping until I get to a song. I want to hear, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what it is? If there's something that I'm okay with, or I don't know, all of a sudden I'll come up a shuffle from an album that I've downloaded that I'm like, mm, I don't really know. this stuff. 
if I'm in the mood to listen to it and learn it, I'll listen to it. If not, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. What? I, do, I don't know the I, song. I don't know I the do song. that. I do that too. I don't know the song. But sometimes I'm in a mood like I'll listen to something different. Yep. And and that's how it goes. But you know, it's it's music. You listen to what you like. Doesn't have to be fucking oh, I only like metal. Like, you know. Right. If it feels good, then like it. Enjoy it. So Yeah. And you're dead right, Zeus. <laughs> I do the same thing is you know, because we'll listen to new bands because we're talking about new bands on the podcast, yeah. or whatever, right? I got to be in a mood to listen to new albums. Like, I'm like, if I listen to a new album <laughs> right now, it's getting zero stars every song right now. I can't do it right now. But when I'm in the mood, I'll listen to five or six new albums in a row because my mood is there and I can do it. That's actually, that. that's funny that you said because I'm kind of the same way when it comes to, like, TV or movies. Like if I, if I, you know, at the end of the day, it's getting late. I go downstairs. I'm like, I just don't have it in me to pay attention and, and, and give my mental capacity to, I'm like, just let me watch the fucking office again. You know what I mean? It's like, like when I watch the office, it's like the same as me listening to like dress to kill. It's like, I I just can't, I don't have, you know, I want to, I want to listen to something or I want to watch something that's comfortable and familiar. And other times I'm like, all right, you know what? I heard that this movie is good, or I've never heard of this movie in my life. I'm going to watch it. The same thing with an album. I'll be like, oh, this this new album by this band that I kind of like just came out. I'm going to listen to it. And other times I'm like, skip, not in the mood. Yeah. Just like when uh, Rock and Roll All Night comes on shuffle on the 30 different albums that I have downloaded on my app. I'm mean, like, all right, I, I fucking can't do this. Yep. So, and it's fast forward. So yep. thank you, gentlemen, for the conversation. I'm sure we'll do the uh, live cast of this so people can't, you know, blow their brains out even more um, than they're going to do after listening to this. Nice. So, um, next, we usually go to the You Make Me Rock Hard. So, Mr. Pooney, what do you got this week? What makes you rock hard? <laughs> so, I went with a movie this week. Um, I was on vacation and. There was days I was watching new stuff, kind of like what Tommy mentioned. And then there was days I'm like, I just need to zone out and watch a movie I've seen maybe several times, pay attention when I feel like it kind of thing. And the movie I sought out this week was Boiler Room. Remember Boiler Room? Oh, yeah. With Ben Affleck? Yeah. Ben Affleck, Giovanni Rubizzi, right? Vin Diesel, Neil Long. Uh, If you've never seen it, the movie is about... You got this, uh, well, Giovanni is basically running a backdoor casino for college kids. And he's trying to get approval from his judge dad. And uh, so he ends up getting uh, into like the stock business because he's got a couple of friends that are stockbrokers. But the problem is, is that the stock they're selling is complete shit. It doesn't exist. And they're basically screwing people out of money. So it's a it's a pretty good movie. I mean, with... Giovanni Rubisi, Vin Diesel, Neil Long, Ben Affleck, Scott Kahn. I mean, it's got some high-powered actors, mm-hmm. and uh, the movie's only 20 years old, and it stands up. I saw it the other day, and I was still, like, to me, a movie stands up when you've seen it 15, 20, 25 times, and there's still times where you pay attention, even oh, yeah. though you're kind of just looking for some background noise. And uh, that's what it did for me, is I was doing something, and then the movie ended, I'm like, God damn, I didn't do what I was supposed to do. What the hell happened? I realized I was paying attention to the movie. Yeah. So it's a good movie. You guys seen it? Uh, I think I saw it, honestly, like when it first came out, and I don't think I've seen it since. I remember bits and pieces, but if I, is it on streaming, or how did, you, how did you watch it? 
I think I saw it on either HBO or Showtime. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've seen I, it. It's a good movie. Yeah, I like it. Nice. Cool. Um, I, I'll go next. Okay. So, what I uh, my pick is a documentary slash TV show, and after I saw the. A and E documentary on Ozzy, the nine lives mm-hmm. right after that, they had the A and E documentary. I want my MTV. So I watched that it's two hours. Um, it it's great. And you know what I liked about it is that it went right up to the part where I stopped paying attention <laughs> and it talked about how it started and fucking Michael Nesmith from the monkeys. Uh oh, he has his hand, like rumor has he has his hands on everything, and he's the one that was coming up with like fucking videos and thought of it, and then it eventually went to some producer. Who then they started pitching this idea, and it's quite interesting hearing about it. And then you flashing back like I remember when it first came out. I remember when we had it, nobody else had it because in Boston MTV came out real early. Yes, and, we, we got we were lucky with that. Yeah, we got it early. We had cable early too. And so I remember the beginning, and then they were talking about how artists were like in the beginning, pay us to go on you. Like, no, we're not paying you. you. You guys do it. And then um, you know, the controversy, I didn't realize how big it was of them not playing black artists in yep. the David Bowie interview. And then I didn't realize it was fucking uh what's his name there? I'm Rick James, bitch. Uh, caused a lot of that stir and shit. And they're like, dude, we didn't play your videos because it's like porn. That's why. Exactly. Not because you're yep. black. And then Michael Jackson. And then how, you know, eventually when they bought were bought out by Viacom, that was the difference. And all of a sudden MTV stopped playing videos and started doing the TV shows. And then when they flashed all the TV shows, this is after like the last 15 minutes of the, the thing. And you're like, holy shit, I remember that show. Holy shit, I remember this. And you're like, holy shit, MTV did do the first reality TV show. Thanks. Yep. And <laughs> all the other stuff that you're like, oh, my God, I remember that. And you have realized what a huge impact MTV had on pop culture. And, you know, the stars that came from them. And one other quick thing that I noticed was that they said that the American artists, because the record labels didn't want to put their shit on. So it was a second form of the British invasion and never even realized it. It did make sense that yeah. all the British people were sending. And that's why we got all the like Duran Duran's and mm-hmm. flock of seagull shit and all those other awful bands. Yep. And <laughs> Duran Duran's not awful. No, Duran no, Duran's not, at all. not awful. <laughs> no, I like Duran Duran. I'm saying like flock of seagulls and all the awful shit that came from England with the stupid hairdo stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it was just a fascinating thing. And like I said, I like that it was geared towards us telling us about it. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of stops as they veered off. Um, oh, and there's a nice part about how rap got on there, too, and how that changed everything. And you look at it, and you're like, holy shit, MTV had a huge role in our pop culture. It really did. It's, you know, and it's, uh, I want my MTV on A&E. It was great. That's interesting because I'm wondering if that has any connection because I have a book called I Want My MTV and it's a huge book um, and it's and it's uh, another one of those oral history uh, type books, kind of like the grunge book that I had mentioned. Um, so I'm wondering if the, if the book in the documentary are connected in any way because the book is fantastic and it's what it sounds like kind of what you just said, the kind of the way it gives you that timeline 
how it was created and how it evolved and what it became, you know? So I'll check out the documentary because the book's great. Yeah. It, the, great. it mentions the book, I think at least once the documentary was awesome. I watched it this week. Oh, oh okay. good. Uh, also, so did I, yesterday. Yeah. Actually. Um, and it, it kind of cemented for me. Some of the thoughts I've had before <clears throat> is if you grew up in the seventies, most likely if you're into rock music, one of your, uh, siblings, you know, brother, sister, cousin, whatever, uncle, even, uh, kind of exposed you to the music, right? If you grew up in the mid eighties, most likely it was, a, you're an MTV kid. Mm-hmm. If you grew up in the mid nineties, most likely you're a video game guitar hero kid, right? That's kind of where yep. certain people got theirs. And even later than the nineties, like my, my kids are more of a guitar hero because they were in the guitar hero three and four by the time, uh, these kids, uh, had the guitar controller and were playing yep. along and blah, blah, blah. I thought it was a great documentary. Uh, I didn't know, and Zeus explained a bunch of it. um, I didn't know most of that stuff. And there's even a part in there where they were trying to figure out when they're kind of telling why they're not playing black artists, (laughs) Mark Goodman really stepped on his own cock a couple of times about, well, you know, we're more of a rock station and black artists aren't really on rock stations and that kind of thing. They try to play it off. Oh, no, 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 Sonny. It was worse. He was said, you know, this might work in New York, but, you know, in the Midwest, you know, playing these type of artists in like, you know, Kansas and like, not good. It just kept getting worse, right? And then there's a piece where I didn't know this part. I guess, you know, Eddie, obviously we know Eddie did a Michael Jackson solo, right, on Beat It or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they were going to world premiere the video, world premiere the video, and pull Michael Jackson into this so-called, so-called rock station. And then the video they got was Billie Jean. They didn't get Beat It. And yep. they still had to put it on. And then it went viral, right? And then they had no choice. Yep. Wow. Play that type of music. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, The only other thing is the last thing I wanted to say is they did give a little bit hint uh, about this in the last couple minutes. They like now they lost like MTV is like lost and they're talking about like that there's nothing because it's something called YouTube Mm -hmm. and artists don't need you anymore. Any fucking no name guy can put something on YouTube and that's it. They don't need fucking MTV anymore. Now they're just a regular channel that does programming rather than the go-to place for kids to learn about music. Yep. It's gone. It's true. Yeah. Uh, all right. So for me, so it's October, which means it's uh, Halloween month. And everybody knows if you listen to this, that I'm a fan of <clears throat> the horror genre, spooky TV shows, movies, etc. So just dropped this past weekend. We're recording on uh, Sunday, October 11th. So Friday, October 9th. Netflix original series called The Haunting of Bly Manor. Uh, if you were a fan of the miniseries that came out back in 2018, The Haunting of Hill House, which was absolutely spectacular. Um, I have not finished Bly Manor yet. It just dropped on Friday. I'm a couple episodes into it. It's terrific. It's uh, it's atmospheric kind of horror. Um, very creepy, shadowy, you know, gothic um it takes place in a manor in england um a nanny is uh taking care of these of these children uh but there were tragedies that happened in the house um this one is nine parts i believe the haunting of hill house was 10 parts same director um some repeating cast members but the stories don't have anything to do with each other it's an all new original series um even if you're not a big horror fan you know if you're not into that this is just terrific it's that creepy you know, atmospheric haunting 
just spooky kind of, you know, turn the lights down low, get ready for Halloween and watch it. Um, unbelievably acted and written. Uh, the setting is spectacular. Um, so that is the, that's the haunted on Netflix. Check it out. If you're into that kind of stuff. Wow. Um, and you said it's, uh, is it a limited series? Nine parts. And I think the haunting of Hill house was, I think that was 10 parts. They're about 45 minute, uh, 45 minute episodes. But after the 10 parts, it's it. There's not going to be a it's season. A, correct. Three. Correct. So it's a limited, limited, it's a limited, it's a limited series. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. All right. Sounds yep. great. Yep. Well, and we're at that point, Tom, uh, Sonny, where, uh, where can people find you? Uh, Besides here on- all the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> Growinguprock.com is best best place probably to get uh, Growing Up Rock podcast and Podcast Rock City. We are live now every Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern. So Podcast Rock City, Kiss Podcast. Oh, hurry up. Wrap this up. You got to go. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? What happened? What happened here? What no one's. What what happened here? Are you, do you? Where can people find us, Tom? <laughs> well, I don't know. I, 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 I hit dead so I, I didn't know you had to be cued in every time. I didn't geez. know the talent had to be well, cued in. I, uh, well, for, for oh God, see, you, you got me all flustered here now. So this is where people can find us. You can find us right here. How about that? Now go fuck yourself and go to adamandeve.com. <laughs> I am from uh, here. Yeah. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about that kid? I am from I am from I am from US and A. This is a kid. Go ahead. You were in high school, and his <laughs> name was. Uh, we're from Boston. We don't pronounce our R's here, as you guys can tell. Yep. And his name, I think he was like Syrian or Lebanese or something. And his and his name is spelled F A D I. Oh no! How do you say his name? Adi. That's the story. And yeah. Probably someone's going to tell him now. Right. Find him on social media that knows him. Anyways, and we went out one time with friends, and he got annoyed that you know that people would laugh that his name was Fadi, and, <laughs> and we were talking to some girls, and all of a sudden he like, "Hey, what's your name? I'm you know I'm George. I'm fucking Paul. I'm this now. What's your name?" And all like, you know, we didn't know this was coming. He goes. My name is Bill. (laughs) (laughs) I am from here. (laughs) The poor guy didn't want to say his name. (laughs) We're like, what the fuck? I don't know what was worse. Is you lying all of a sudden not saying your name is Fadi? Also, just say your name is not Bill. It's definitely not Bill. And you are definitely not from here. (laughs) I, I am Bill and I am from here. Oh man. <laughs> God. Anyways, so shout it out loudcast. If you're listening to the bonus episode for the first time, we are an all kiss podcast. Episodes drop every Saturday. These non-kiss bonus episodes drop once a month with Sonny. Uh, so you can reach us at email shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Shout it out loudcast gmail.com. Uh, as you heard, we we like to read your emails on the air. Uh, we'll try to respond to them too. Um, we're also on all the social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter is probably the best place to do some really good interaction with us. Um, and our podcast can be heard on uh, all the major platforms. We're part of the Pantheon podcast network. So we're on all those big places that you would hear any podcast. Uh, and you can also check out our buddy Ed over at click T shop, click with a K. Uh, he's the one that designed our awesome, uh, show logo. 
and he sells cool shout out loudcast gear as well as uh, primarily kiss inspired logo gear shirts hats etc and uh, ed's a friend of the show great guy so give ed your business at click and we also have a facebook group shout it out loudcasters join that it's a fun group uh people posting pictures stories uh etc all kiss related stuff yeah so um and keep those uh dms coming mm-hmm. facebook instagram and twitter we appreciate those emails shout it out loudcast at gmail.com the shout it out loudcast at gmail.com uh emails for the bonus episodes are always great and as you can tell we love to read them yep. so much appreciated there and don't forget the five star star child reviews you can give us on Podchaser and on itunes if you go on itunes you can give us one there and now we are also on amazon music for people so if you find and and i told people a few times already now that i find that that amazon music the interface whatever you're using there is easy to navigate it's very user friendly so sometimes you might want to check that out to find podcasts on amazon it seems like everyone has amazon prime so it's a nice little platform that you could use to listen to podcasts anyway we're at the end so that comes to famous last words uh sonny you want to lead us off you keep on pushing babe oh boy like i've never known before you know you want it crazy child but i just want to see you on the floor oh boy i should have had that fucking ranked higher I'm, I'm 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 banning you from singing this. You banned. You banned. So keeping it keeping with that mood of lyrics. Ooh, panties round your knees with your ass in the breeze, <laughs> doing that grind with a push and squeeze, tied up, tied down, up against the wall. Be my rubber maid, baby. And we can do it all. Should have been used in commercials. I don't know what the hell Rubbermaid was thinking. I'm trying to think. I'm like, holy shit. When did we do a Kiss album? (laughs) Anything goes, baby. So I really was thinking. I'm like, okay, so we're going to pick something that we haven't picked. Right. But I I was going to like, all right. I really want to do my number one song. I was had it all set. It's okay. I had a bad day. All that stuff. Go right down the line. No excuse. I'm like, I can't do that. We got to pick something different. But that's where I would have went. Okay. So instead, what sticks out on this? And I was like, I can't believe none of us did this. From the 105 songs, none of us did this. We certainly talked about this on several podcasts on the bonus episode, not just the one we did for that album. So here goes. In a time... When dinosaurs walked the earth When the land Was swamp caves And swamp caves were home In an age When prized possession was fire To search For landscapes Men would roam That is so bad That's just (laughs) so bad When you read it slowly like that It just makes it even worse Oh, fast! It was good. <laughs> no, that's it. That's the whole thing is just an abomination of a song. Like that is like in a fucking book that a kid would have in like the fourth grade when he went to like the museum of science and he looked about dinosaur bones or something. 
Are you fucking kidding me? And that's what I'm telling you is when so I have mad. a choice between that and sex, drug, and rock and roll, give me tied up, tied down, up against the wall, be my like I'd rather much rather hear that. I, I think most you. people would. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Till next time, Sonny, thank you. Tommy, thank you. Kiss Army, thank you. Guys, thanks so much. Always a great time doing these bonus episodes. Uh, this was a, f- a fun one. Hope you guys had fun with the number crunching. Sonny, thank you as always. We apologize for your head hurting. See you soon. Peace out, Girl Scout. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.